Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. Beyond the Forgotten Realms and perhaps not far from Exandria, Atlaran and her two moon sky have seen leviathans, dissolutions, divine gates, and calamities. And that's only the last 5,000 years. These have all played parts in the world's fate, but it's the people that truly shape the future. And, every so often, little windows of time, short glimpses into exceptional people's lives, are plucked from the midst of the chaotic centuries, and we call them stories. They're not always epics of heroism and bravery, quite the contrary. Every hero was once a bumbling fool, or a selfish mercenary looking to make a platinum, or, in most cases, both. But on a far smaller scale, perhaps it is time we look at the 300 years since our last story. Much of the world of Atlaren has entered an industrial age of machines, magics, gunpowder, and most volatile of all, the printing press. Factions and nations fight for political supremacy as much with blade and bow as paper and ink. But the machinations of nobles don't mean much to our crew. In this particular window in time, it is the year 501, and despite the advancements of the world, the Antarctic continent of Frosthold is still a little behind. A trio of wanderers have unknowingly taken up a mercenary contract together, intertwining their separate threads. Each seek a form of salvation in their own way. One must undo a mistake, one must find their strength, and one must find their true place. Scrappy misfits all. This is their story, pitted against a world of danger and rushing further into the unknown every waking moment. I need no weapon, for I am the weapon. I need no armor, for my family is my armor. When I fall, I rise to guard eternal. This was the Nothar Creed that Fustrak Broadhorn was raised by. A Minotaur barbarian with a love of battle and honor, the son of Chief Tejar is fierce detective of those he cares about. Fustrak is traveling the world to learn new fighting styles and techniques, and hoping to bring them back home to Garrett Eldathas. While not exactly smart, Fustrak makes up for it in brute strength and tenacity on the battlefield. The maul on his back comes in handy, but Fustrak prefers unarmed combat to even the playing field. Despite his gruff exterior, Fustrak can be quite patient, kind, and gentle, but guards the secrets of his past tightly though it may soon catch up with him. If you're ever in search of polite company and good conversation, perhaps Magda Renly won't be your first choice. If you have a problem that needs taken care of by whatever means necessary, however, you won't find a better mercenary for the job. Hailing from the Bjorning Woods of Amnoblin, Magda has traveled the world under the employment of the Atlan Mercenary Company. She's a human blood hunter who acquires her abilities from special concoctions taught to her by the Guild of the Gate. While she has served the AMC for many years, anyone who comes across her may get the distinct impression she has no interest in niceties and kissing arse to rise through the ranks. Even so, Magda knows that in order to achieve her goals, she needs the AMC and the Guild. If she'll ever be able to stop looking over her shoulder and finally start looking forward, she needs to play the game. But she'll be damned if she lets herself trust anyone again. Oh, hey there, guy. My name is Noah Nicholas Nesbitt Barago, which you know is probably too many names, but Ma and Dad couldn't pick one they liked best, and even after all that effort to choose one, they like, you know, they ended up calling me Nick, wouldn't you know? 
Even my babysitters growing up, old Alma and Candy, called me all sorts of things because, Christ, they had a lot to choose from, didn't they? Half the time I don't even know who anyone is talking to, but I answer anyway because I just like to be helpful. Okay, uh, where was I? Oh yeah, you can just call me Noah. I grew up in a sweet little suburb of Port Midcord called Reese's Ridge, and I tell you what, I wouldn't have it any other way. My parents have a successful little potion shop that I helped out with as a kid. My dad was doing crazy experiments with the potions while Ma was tinkering away on whatever she could find. You know, I remember some of the other kids while I was growing up, they would come to our neighborhood barbecues and bring their toys over to show off. Why, this one time I accidentally melted poor Patty's new doll, and boy did I feel silly. After that, you can sure bet I got a good lesson in potion safety. Well, once I got older, I traveled around with the Phelan caravan since, you know, they were good friends of the folks, and I learned a lot more on my travels. Now, after traveling so much, I've helped the folks expand the business and, you know, created a few more things that we can stock in our stores. I came to Frosthold in search of some rare ingredients and some make some new, you know, potion things with. And I'll be darned all the heck if I'm not going to come up with something cool to show my dad next time I come home. Oh, Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the Alarn Adventuring Cafe. I am your Dungeon Master, Taylor Wallace, and joining me, I've got this bunch of chuckle fucks. I've got Astrid Knight. Hi. I got Blake Wolf. Hey. And I got Zach Gabe. Moo. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. It's fucking weird tonight, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back after our short hiatus. All right. Um, oh, welcome back there, you guys. Yeah, welcome back. Well, um, hey there, guys. All right, we're not getting started with that. Um, <laughs> so let's just hey, jump right in because <laughs> I won't play D and I missed it. Um, last time, y'all, I left you on a cliffhanger. Yeah. I don't remember welcome. anything. I am That's a gold. Okay. Did you, you. <laughs> you never read the fucking notes? Did, um, did we get them this time? To be fair, you did not They're... give it to us. The notes time. are in the drive at all times. They're constantly updated. Well, you didn't let us know. Yes, I did. Two you weeks did? ago, after the session. That's too oh, many clicks. Oh, no, you anyway, didn't. Anyway, um, last time, the episode, The Joys of Civilization. Uh, we started out on Orn the 8th of the year 501, era 1, after Calamity. Uh, uh, you guys had sent, uh, or well, Jasper had gone ahead to try to get to Awas and find some Black Cascarilla for Magda, who was slowly Awas. wasting away. Um, as you guys uh, traveled along, uh, Noah was able to make up uh, sort of a cover concoction to get you through the journey. Uh, by Orn the 15th, uh, Jasper's Sending Stone had broken in the night, and you guys rushed into Awaz to see if you could find him. Um, you headed for the market to find him, uh, talked to a teenager who gave Noah and Fustrak some directions, and then 
when uh, Ash, well, Magda, when, no, it's Ash. Ash does it's it with Ash. all her characters. Um, when Magda threatened him for directions and such, she got her ass handed to her because Kiddo was secretly a monk. Um, and then she got arrested. He was a monk? Well, ah. that's that's the, the subset I used for him when you decided to attack him. I'm like, well, fuck, I guess he's a monk now. Um, yeah, it was because he rolled really high against you. I was like, this kid must have martial arts training. <laughs> Um, he took a Magda, lot of Taekwondo. Magda yeah. was arrested by the Glacier Watch and placed in a cell while Noah and Fustrak tried to negotiate getting her and Jasper out. Um, a Moon Elf woman came in seeking a kobold as well, and the Glacier Watch seemed to highly regard her. You guys learned that she was Helena Brom, the master arcanist of Ewas. Uh, she helped intimidate the Glacier Watch into letting go your two friends, and then she escorted you back to Sing Tower, where she uh, has her residence. Good lord, Titan, don't start it up already. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Orthanc esque tower, uh, covered in greenery and small trees growing out of the sides. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, was looked after by a few people, uh, among which were a an elven juggernaut warforged named Tori, who is a little glitchy. Um, you guys also met a Zerda Vixu, a little fox person named Desiree. Mm. Um, and Helena talked to you guys about a potential trade for more Black Cascarilla. Um, uh, yes. She, she asked you guys to go out to the Ewaj tree, uh, believed by the Balin faithful to be the anchor tree of Ursan, and basically see what was happening with the tree and a creature known as Vernhjarta, also known as the Vernhart. The killer deer. The gigantic oh. ancient elk. Yeah. Stag. But does he scream? I imagine he does. <laughs> no. Um... Oh but yeah, uh, the Vixu <laughs> joined you guys. Uh, oh, I should also mention that Helena knows Alistair Altera down in Manas and seemed uh, glad to work with you guys as he was looking for information about the Verntiarta as well. Uh, the Vixu, Desiree, joined you guys when you said you need to visit the AMC office and uh, they went with you to make sure, you, one, you could find it and two, you didn't get arrested again. Um, you headed into the AMC office to get an update on Hector, Magda's dad, uh, who had apparently left Rhyme on a ship called the Fifth Horseman headed for Urus. And Magda got a manifest of the ship uh, crew, including a name in there you think you recognize, Walter Dine from Issa. Uh... You updated your next of kin information to make sure Hector couldn't access it anymore, uh, and made Fustrak your next of kin. Bad uh, choice. Yeah, uh, he's gonna die before you were that. Probably. You offered, but uh, as you guys started discussing this, like asking Magda why she's doing this, you went to a nearby uh, tavern called the Garland Brewery. Uh, to sit and talk. 
Uh, Desiree is also commenting on Magda's life choices. Uh, Fustrock told a little bit of his own story um, about his own issues with his family and people. Titan. Dude, come here. Come here. All right. He just wants to yell. Um, but uh, Magda was pretty pretty cold to any advice or stories that anybody have had. Uh, Noah Shocker. told a little bit about his parents and how happy and wonderful they are. Um, <laughs> I'm the TikTok that everybody's warned you about. Yep. Come here, bud. Okay. Shut up. Oh, yeah. No, that was me tapping on the desk. Oh, I thought that was tight. That was like, no, oh, he's, that's he's very, no, he's very light. He's pretty, he's all yeah. for her. Yeah. Come here, buddy. Fluff. I just thought he was like 40 pounds, just oh, no. like he's just, slamming he's under the desk. A fluffy boy. Um, yeah. Uh, so you guys continue to talk a little bit. Uh, Desiree told you about their. Uh, knowledge of this Walter um, who has been talking to the Master Arcanists. Uh, mentioned that there's Master Arcanists in every rune town except Turisaz because the tower was destroyed and the Arcanist was lynched there a while back. Um, about the time that Magda started wondering if Lorcan might know anything, uh, a split in reality opened up. A time vagina. And... <laughs> Um, and Lorcan was thrown through by a long, pale, clawed arm, uh, covered in bangles. Back. <laughs> All right. This is a vagina joke too much. Uh, That's funny. I just, I didn't expect it. Okay. Like at all. Oh. Uh... Lorcan was thrown to the floor and the split went away. Uh, you saw his clothes were shredded, his hair shorn, his ears chopped short and uh, rounded off. He's bloodied, battered, and he looked up and saw you guys and basically said, good morning, you wouldn't happen to know where the fuck I am. Uh, Magda got a room from the barkeep and dragged Lorcan upstairs, you guys followed. And uh, when Magda started asking questions and saying, uh, saying basically, I understand what's happening now, Lorcan said, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Who are you and where am I? And that's where we ended last time. It's what you must Oh boy. If I have to sing, I did not prep for that, so. Oh, sing. That's Don't stop believing. Oh, believing. Believing. Hold on to that fee-hee-hee-lean. <laughs> um, yeah. So, it is Orn the 16th. No. Uh, or wait. It's Yule! It? Are we picking right up where we left off? Hard, uh, yeah, it's, it's Orn the 16th. It is midday. <clears throat> You are in a room, uh, room number four, on the second floor of the Garolin Brewery and Inn, and you're looking at a bloody, torn apart Lorcan, who has no idea what's happening, where he is, or who the fuck you are. 
I would like to make an initial insight check to see Go if he's it. fucking with me. Okay. <clears throat> That's fair. That's not okay. good. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Hard to read. Um, well, yeah. it's not necessarily that he's hard to read. It's that he looks so confused that it crosses your mind that, like, is he even thinking of lying at this moment? Like, even with that lower roll, you looking at him is like, oh shit, he has no fucking clue what's happening right now. Her? <clears throat> But yeah, he's he's sitting there. Uh, you threw him onto the one of the uh, or the bed in the room, so he's just sitting back against the wall, yeah, yeah. Uh, just bleeding. Uh, you guys healed him just a little bit, but yeah, he uh, he has lost his uh, all his beauty and charm, basically to a savage beating uh, in just rags at the moment, and. Um, Magda would also notice, because she's most familiar with him, uh, normally he has this, he has, uh, I'll actually bring up his picture a little bit bigger for you guys. Normally he has all this green uh, sort of glowing, almost filigree on one side of his face. Uh, he's lost most of it, except for on his nose and running down his chin. Hmm. <clears throat> You don't remember who I am. I can't say I do. Have we met before? Quite a few times, actually. Well, um... <clears throat> I, uh, I guess I'm not that good with faces. Um... Where, uh... Where am I? Why am I here? This doesn't look like where I'm supposed to be. I'm gonna walk up to him and I'm gonna take the, like, point of my Kusari Gama and I'm going to, like, put it, like, pull his head up with it. Just uh -huh. kind of, like, keeping it there. I'm like, if you're fucking with me right now, it's not funny. I don't... Why would I... Is there a reason for me to be messing with you? I. Yeah, because that's what you do. I mean, yeah, it's sort of my job, but hmm. I don't know you. All right, what do you remember then? And he, like, looks at you guys who are also in the room and says, Um, well? Oh. Um. I was just, um, standing before the queen, and um, I was told to leave. And he reaches up and sort of touches the edge of his destroyed ear. He says, she didn't do this to me, did she? I don't know who did it to you. I mean, they wouldn't do that to me, would they? He looks down at his bloodied mangle. One of his hands is mangled. Um, says, I... They threw me out. 
Um, <clears throat> what, what did I? Why? Why am I here? Do you know what I did? Do you know why they threw me out? Are we in the Feywild still, or is this somewhere else? Doesn't look like the Feywild. Okay, so Taylor. Yeah. From what he had been thrown out before. Mm-hmm. Long time ago. Does he? So he doesn't have like the stuff. Some of the stuff on his face. Does he look younger at all? Is his hair shorter? Is his hair... His hair has been chopped short. Oh, okay. Um, so that like, one... not like intentionally, but literally like somebody grabbed him by the hair and sheared it off. Okay. Um, he does not look younger. In fact, you don't even know if he ages because he's technically an archfey. Yeah. And when did I figure out? Did we find out when um, this had happened? I don't know if I ever gave a specific date. Uh, let me grab the letters. Uh, Lurkin is mentioned in reference to Hearsome. Yeah, Last and most recent story. Was exiled, thrown out of Seely Court lands, perhaps out of the Feywild entirely. Uh, no, I did not give a date. Okay. You were thrown out a long time ago, before you met me. Uh, hold so, on, hold, hold, hold on. Can can I just get two <clears throat> quick answers? Where am I, and who are you? You're not Lauren. Uh, in Frosthold. I was. Okay. And you, I am. It's complicated. I'm a mercenary named Magda Renly. Okay. Have you ever been to the Feywild? Should I know you from there? No. Okay, how the fuck did I get here? Alright, here's what I know. That doesn't seem to match up with what's happening right now. Okay. I know that you, long time ago, I don't know exactly when, got kicked out of the Feywild and then decided to start messing around on Atlaren here. I've never been here before. So, yeah, that's where we have our wires crossed, because you have. I've seen you here many times. Okay. This whole thing, because I still have my, ma my mask down, mm -hmm. this whole thing is because of you. That I don't deal in that kind of magic. Well, that... I figured that out. But what happened to you? I look at Foostrack and Noah and I'm like I, I, I don't know what is I don't know. I, Foostrack has his mall out. He's had his mall out since uh since we got into the room. I'm just so like watching. <laughs> I I do not know what to do with this guy. 
Is Jasper? Jasper's here. Yeah. Um, he's kind no, of standing. We, we left Jasper. Oh no, back he's at the, the tower. tower. Desiree. Yeah. Is here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Desiree, who does not know much about the situation, just sort of walks up, um, and says, "All right, what what do you know? Like, what was the last thing you remember?" And Lorcan looks at them and is like, "Um, I." I was summoned to the court by Queen and told that I was found guilty for something. I don't even understand what it was. And they said bad luck and threw me out. Bad luck? I don't... I don't know. Uh... The thing that they said you were accused of, what was it? I didn't even understand it, really. Something to do with the Fomorians. Uh, that I oh. broke some rule of engagement, or that I went too far. And I, I didn't understand it, because there are enemies. There, We always fight them. I, My entire job was messing with them and tricking them into doing into falling into traps and and running into ambushes and and you can see Lorcan starting to forget things what's around him as he pulls back into this memory and he says I, I only ever did what he asked I well who asked uh, Kearson oh. he was my officer my, my leader the prince we we know about him, yeah. Um, the, what is Fomorians? Uh, Fomorians, uh, in general lore, um, obviously a lot of this is inspired by real-life Irish mythology, but um, in D&D mythology, Fomorians are giant kin that live in the Feywild and constantly fight with Eladrin and the Seelie Court. Um, they are the basically the mortal enemies of the likes of Titania and Oberon and Hearsome and all of them. They are constantly at war. Okay. Alright, did they specify exactly what the rules of engagement were that you broke? I don't remember many. I mean... <sighs> Queen, she always said that we should try to preserve our try to preserve some some honor, even though we're supposed to kill him. We're I never did anything terrible, did I? I only ever did what they said. So I've never killed anyone myself. What were you going to say, Ben? Uh, I had a question, because <laughs> I got... I must have rolled well a couple of things ago, and I have a lot of stuff about Lorcan. Yes, you did roll really well yeah. on a uh, history check. Yeah. So, we already know that he was tricked by Hearsome, basically, and then exiled when he had done nothing wrong, and they blamed yeah. him for it. Which is what this sounds like. Yeah. 
So I'm starting to wonder if my comment about the time vagina might be real. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, I will turn back to both of them and kind of whisper like, I don't think this is... Actually, can I look at him? Can I get like... I don't know what this would be. Can Tell I? Tell me what you want to know. Can I just get a feel to see if this is like the Lorcan that I have interacted with? Make. <gasps> yeah. You can do one of two things. You can make an insight check or an Arcana check. Can I assist you on that insight check? Because I wanted to make one to see if he's lying or not, too, especially since I had all that history. You can, you can for an insight, considering how much no one knows about Lorcan. Okay. I, yeah, because I'm going to do an Arcana because I have advantage on it, so. Oh, then okay. I can Yeah, do either, an... either one you can have advantage on. Ooh. Uh, okay. That is going to be a 24. Nice. There is something innately less threatening about him. Um, the Lorcan that you've spoken to before has always teased you and been kind of confounded by you. Um, oh. In his past visits where he's asked you things like, was it really worth it? And then it eventually became, was it really worth it? You don't get any of that cockiness currently. What you see before you is a person who has had basically been torn up by the root and thrown into a situation that they cannot understand. And there is also a hint of fear to him because he understands something has happened to you and you're blaming him and he has no idea why. Um, but at the same time, being that you are the first person he saw, he has no one else to trust for information at this point. All right. I turn back to these two and I go, I don't think this is him. Yeah, he, uh, he seems a little a little different than you described. It's st- I should I should clarify. It still sounds like him. It still looks mm-hmm. like him. There is still his personality there, but the rougher parts have been stripped away. I I should clarify. I don't think that this is the the one that I've dealt with. I think this might be a different version of him? There's more than one? I don't know. I didn't think so, but... I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to do with... time, with different realities, with... God. Some- what? <laughs> if we do some multiverse shit, I'm gonna be <clears throat> so upset. We're doing Loki! <laughs> I mean, Dietrich Arnolf was already yeah. multiverse shit. Yeah. We also, from Exandria. we were also hinting at time travel in campaign one, so. Yeah. Like, 
A little bit. Um, I think Foostrack would put his maul away and he would probably like walk over and like help Lorcan up. Yeah. Um, as you reach out to him, he accepts with his good hand and sort of hauls himself up and straightens up a little bit and says, thank you, big man. Um, I, uh, I, uh, Miss Renly, did you say? Yeah. Uh, well, um, it might be stupid, you already know who I am, but, uh, Lorcan Shailuk is my name. Uh, former member of the Seedley Court. Um, I, uh, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what I've done. But um, if you could help a, a fellow out with um, getting on his feet, I guess, I'd be very grateful. We can take you to the Arcanist in town. Arcanist, okay. I, I've never been here so I don't know how anything works I I don't know what a frost hold is um, but um, alright well yeah. in that case my advice and I'm gonna step back over to him and just kind of like jab not like hard or anything but just like emphasizing uh jabbing him a little bit in like his chest with the kusarigama and just say i'm in charge here you listen to me got it and he like looks toward noah and then at foose truck um yeah i wouldn't piss her off ma'am uh, yeah. yes ma'am you keep your head down and you shut up he does not say a word. Gotcha. All right, let's go. <laughs> and yeah, and he stumbles after you wherever you go. I I'm going to stay we'll behind go. him. Okay. I would just imagine to be we'd, safe. <laughs> I'd imagine we go back to Helena Brahms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Desiree leads the way to make sure you guys don't get lost. Um, you head down the stairs. Uh, I assume you drop the key for the uh, barkeep. Yeah. Um, people are staring at you the whole way uh, because you have a mangled elf in your presence. Um, oh, he'd probably look human with the rounded ears. Yeah, but it's very clear that they've been chopped because it so just fresh. happened. Yeah, yeah, like when they heal up, maybe it'll look semi-normal. But he also has some fairly, like, fey features. So, yeah. He's never going to really pass for human. Maybe half-elf. Uh, but you guys head out across town. Um, and you head back to Sing Tower. Um, as you arrive back there, uh, Magda, make a perception check. Specifically. <laughs> oh, good. Check. 12. Okay. 
Um, as you guys arrive to the uh, courtyard gates, the portcullis, uh, Desiree walks up to it and just gives a teeny tiny rap on the bar and it just raises this gigantic portcullis uh, gate. And you guys step in um, and Magda, the first thing you notice uh, is in the courtyard, sort of to the edge of one of the gardens, uh, Helena Brom is standing there. Uh, Jasper is there beside her. But your eyes immediately shoot to a beautiful bird sitting on Helena's shoulder. A completely jet black, uh, almost tiny raven or crow looking bird. But the sort of under plumage of its wings are greens and blues and hints of red and purples. It is an Aurora Nightingale. It's a doom pigeon. A doom pigeon? Um, But they're currently standing at the edge of one of the gardens. Um, You see a few people in the gardens currently uh, picking a few, like, early harvest things. Um, They look to be just people from town. It looks like Helena shares her gardens and orchards with the people. Um, and, uh, Tori is out there just, like, stomping down the garden paths, like, with a couple watering cans in his hands, and occasionally stopping and watering this and that, uh, occasionally stooping down to, like, pull some weeds. Uh, it's very, like, castle-in-the-sky robot tending, uh, the grounds, um... And uh, Jasper is just standing there uh, next to Helena, holding a few like wildflowers that he's found dotted around the place. And he's like picking off leaves and like almost making a little tiny arrangement just in his hands. I'll walk over to uh, Helena. You said she has the bird like on her. Yes, it is on her shoulder just freely. Okay. Uh, is that new, or is that... Uh-oh, you're breaking up. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Is, is that right new? Now? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Say it again. Okay. Uh, is that new, or is that how you normally get your black cascarilla? And, uh, Helena turns and smiles to the lot of you coming back and says, I keep a, a couple of these birds, a mated pair, currently. Um... I I do get black cascarilla from them, but I am trying to uh, start my own local flock. Do you mind if I give it a pet? And she puts uh, she puts <laughs> a hand up to her, her shoulder, and this this little nightingale who is like the size of a blue jay, not that big. Oh, um, that's huge. Just it's not huge, like, compared to, like, ravens no, and crows, yeah, though. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking about um, the blue jays that I have here or there. Yeah. Like... It's it's bigger than, like, your your average variety nightingale, but it's small compared to other birds, it looks like. It has very raven features, but she puts her hand up to her shoulder, and the bird seems trained, and it just steps right onto her hand, and she holds him out to you. You know this is a male because he has the bright plumage. Um, and she just holds him out and he like 
sort of ducks his head and like looks waiting mm-hmm. to see if you're gonna let him jump onto you or I'll hold my arm out. And he just hops on and you you notice right away that like uh he, he has um he has very sharp talons, but he does not like dig in. Um he seems pretty good at just sort of balancing. I'm gonna I'll just kind of stroke his he does that that bird thing where they puff all their feathers up and like shakes his head Mm. he's very beautiful he is quite the sweetheart he'll get attached to you very quickly if you pet him (laughs) I don't think Uh, I've ever seen one in person before I think think Noah's gonna walk right up about this time and just come up to the bird and be like pat 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 be like oh (laughs) he's there guy and Helen is like, uh, be be gentle. They're very very fragile. Two fingers, pat pat. <laughs> and yeah, the bird the bird is very tolerant. He's just like, <laughs> it's like like um, the cat. You walk up to it and you're just like, yeah, and then you yeah, walk away <laughs> yeah. Um, but Helena looks over your shoulder and says. Oh my god. And she sort of pushes past uh, Noah and goes up to Lorcan, who's just standing there looking around very uncomfortable. She says, What happened? Are you alright? And Lorcan looks at her and says, Um, I've been better. Uh, good to meet you, ma'am. He's a fae. Well, I gathered that. I. Uh, Good lord, what happened to he you? He says he's been kicked. Hmm? What? He says what? he's been kicked out of the Feywild. And, and. Um, Helena puts a hand on his shoulder, says, Come come in, come in. We'll get you patched up. Tori! And Tori looks up, and you see he's got several birds just perched all over him. <laughs> And he just drops the watering cans and heads in oh. with her and Lorcan. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was gonna drop all the birds. He's just like, "Fuck you, birds!" And then, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll I'll just set the nightingale like on the fountain. Is there like a fountain or something? Um, there there's not a fountain. There is a like covered well out here, and then there's oh. a stairway up to the tower. Um. But once you, like, move the bird away from sort of your body, he just takes off and goes to Helena's shoulder. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, oh. Jasper walks up to you guys with his little bundle of flowers, and he splits it in half, or he splits it in three and gives you each a little bundle. Aww. Thank you, Flowers Jasper. Jasper. And he sort of shrugs. He says, um... Was that wasn't Mr. Luna, was it? It was. It's a long story that I don't even have all the explanation for. No, we're we're not really sure if that's actually him or not, or if there are hey, two of them, or if he's got a you, twin brother. You were saying something about uh, it's him, but it may not be him, like him before the him you know. Well, <laughs> all this stuff that. All this stuff that he's talking about, like, <clears throat> happened before I met him. And he says he's never been to Atlaren before. Um, 
maybe uh, maybe you should ask him what year it is. Do you think they have the same sort of timekeeping method on they a fight while they do? <laughs> Well, they have, um, this is common knowledge, the Feywild does have their own time system, um, but they do keep track of Atlaran time as well, because the three material planes, the Shadowfell, the Feywild, and Atlaran are linked together. Okay. I mean, we could. I also wonder if there's, like, shit, I'm doing the uh, Irish accent. I heard you've done it a few times. Yeah. I'm also wondering if they did this thing. Um, I don't know. I We can ask. I think Helena might know something about that as well. If there are things like... I don't know. Alternate timelines. Alternate universes. Oh, Jesus I, Jumping right there. All right. <laughs> right well... That's what my mind's going to. Um, Atlanta, I, I, brought to you by Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Please sponsor um, us. Um, yeah. I... Because even if it is, like, a younger version of him, then what about the version of him that I talk to? If, is that version of scars on his ears? No. Or a jacked up hand? No. Maybe so, it ain't the same one. That's what I'm that's what I'm wondering if this is like some sort of other plane where this version came oh, what, here. What about that hand? That shoved him through the through that tear. What about it? That's probably one of the Fae. The Fae that did that to him. Maybe, but uh it had a bunch of shiny shit on its arm. Maybe he, uh, maybe he'd recognize it if we asked him. Maybe. So there's a couple of things that I had an idea about. First was that maybe the Lorcan that you've met, what met, wasn't really Lorcan, since the curse that was put on you is not from him. That's uh, it's true. Demonic, and uh, the other thing is that there are powerful spells out there that can modify people's memories. Although typically they can only do the past 24 hours, a high-level caster might be able to do more well, than that. Yeah, but I still don't think this is the same one. Well, and that, that spell, uh, that curse, it's uh, demonic in nature, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. What, uh, what if Lorcan was uh, possessed? And so can, he just doesn't remember anything since then. Can Faye get possessed? Uh, I don't fucking know. I think anybody can get possessed if you try hard enough. I mean, there was yeah, there was true. quite a few people back in Reese's Ridge messing, messing around with those Ouija boards, and they, you know, <laughs> lots of problems. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> this is all I've got, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should probably all we should probably be talking about this around Helena so let's go follow her and see what she has to say about it yeah Fustruck's gonna take the take the flowers that Jasper gave him and is gonna like 
tie him like in his in his fur. Aww. This this little cow guy is just so soft. <laughs> this little cow guy is turning into a decoupage project. Yeah. <laughs> A decoupage project that has killed every enemy in one hit so far. Yeah. <laughs> Including a more than likely innocent woman. Yeah. I think we've established yeah. she was definitely innocent. We we know. <laughs> she was a shipwreck survivor and you just killed her. Wow. Well. At least it didn't hurt. Maybe. It did for a second. Oh boy. It hurt real bad for just a, just a pair of a second. Uh, yeah, anyway. maybe we should go talk to Hel. Is her name okay? So, like, is her name Helena or is it Helena or is it? It's Helena Brom. Okay, it's I, Helena. I, but, I keep... but my chemical romance over here keeps I, doing it. <laughs> I don't care. It is because of my chemical romance. <laughs> oh my god! I want a bard band now in this campaign that's called My Alchemical Romance. Yes. I love that. And one of them is missing an arm and a leg, and the other one's dead. He's just a suit yeah. of armor. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then one of them is oh a dog God. that can talk. <laughs> so so we need an artificer, a warforged. And a chimera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or or a null. Yeah. Or a changeling. Okay, let's go talk to Helena, you guys. Yeah. Okay, uh, so you guys head in the main gigantic doors of the Sing Tower, and you follow, uh, well, the trail of blood, really, um, uh, <laughs> up to Helena's office, uh, where you see Tori is starting to clean up said trail of blood. It's like just a couple droplets, but it's consistent. Do I have prestidigitation? Um, no, I don't. Amber had prestidigitation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, in, uh, Helena's, uh, sorry, in her workshop, my bad. Um, have you guys seen her workshop yet? I don't know. No, you have not. It's on no. the fourth floor. Um, it is basically a super tall library, uh, in the center of which is a gigantic table that she does all her work on. Um, and you see, like, there's some scrap, like, warforged parts in here, and so on and so forth. Um, she currently has uh, Lorcan sitting on the edge of this table, and between uh, Mage Hand and a couple other things, she's just gathering everything she needs. Um, she's not really a healer, but she's been around long enough that she can do some good first aid. Um, and she's just patching him up. Can um, I help her with that with my herbalism kit? Yes, you can. Um, Jasper also steps in to offer a little bit of uh, healing magic as well. Um, and you guys manage to, because there's three of you working on it, you don't need to roll anything. You manage to patch him up well enough that he should heal, and Jasper can sort of support him over time with healing spells to make sure his hand gets back to full usefulness. I was really um, hoping I'd roll a one and like sew his ear to his leg by accident. As yeah. you do. You know. <laughs> Just by accident. Yeah. Good lord. Um, but yeah. Um, once Helena finishes with Lorcan, she takes a step back and looks him over and says, 
Oh, well, I have not come across a... I'm really not sure what you are. Eladrin, certainly, but... Did you say you were an Archfey? And Lorcan sort of half nods, and she says, You certainly don't look like one to me. Um, but I don't know the whole story. Um, All right, let me tell you the full story, and... I like how two episodes go, Magda was just like, oh, mysterious, mask up all the time. She's gonna take her mask down. And she's just gonna, like... I w- she will tell the tale. That's, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. thank god. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't need to hear the whole thing. <laughs> no. We're gonna do it again. Um, Helena just kind of stares at you the whole time as she listens to all of this and occasionally her gaze drifts over to Lorcan. And as Lorcan hears all of this, he's like getting wide-eyed and he's like, I, uh, I don't remember doing any of that. Uh, Noah adds in all the stuff about demons and everything. And the details about the curse. Mm-hmm. Um, and Helena looks over at Lorcan and says, You have no memory of any of this? And Lorcan nods and she walks over to him and without asking, she just like puts a f- finger to his forehead and he's like, <laughs> and she uh, casts a couple different spells, uh, identify and uh, a few supporting things. Um, detect magic, that sort of stuff. And as she pulls as she pulls back, she her brows are furrowed. She says, Well, you're not under the influence of anything at the moment. Uh Faye able to get possessed by demons. I mean I assume anything is able to be possessed. Uh except specifically creatures immune to it, but Faye certainly aren't. Uh, Lorcan, what year is it? I mean, that's a good question. Last time I checked... Well, we're in it, Lauren. Uh, 405? Oh, okay. Yeah, Helena's just like, oh, damn. Uh, uh, Foostrack in the background just like very like subtly like does like a fist pump. I just, fucking like, knew it. You're like Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> in the background. Uh, so that is interesting then because if he thinks that it's a hundred years ago. I, the, I'm sorry, what? It's actually 501. Welcome to the future, I suppose. If he thinks it's a hundred years ago, I don't know what version of him that I was talking to before. Well, I assume one of two things. Either he hasn't had a chance to... Well, his memory has been reverted to a version of himself that is has not become that yet. Or the more likely answer is someone has done this to him and left no trace. Hmm. 
He also has different markings on his face than when I last saw him. How so? He... The oh. markings assist them. Why is my internet being the one fucking up today? It, it's very know, brief. That's supposed to Say be it my again. Deal. <laughs> uh, the markings on his face is less of them. Well, um, I don't know much about Archfey and their people and how their body art works, but. And she she looks over at Lorcan and says, "Hold just one moment." And she goes and digs into like a drawer and she pulls out a uh, sort of silvery mirror and she brings it up to him and holds it up in front of him and says, "Are you missing anything other than the obvious?" Um, and he holds it up. He's like, "Yeah, I um, I mean, other than the obvious, yeah." The queen took away my um, the marks of my station in the court. The one that uh, I've been interacting with has not did not have that taken away from him. And Helena crosses her arms and says, "So." Perhaps this other Lorcan kept his marks to masquerade as if nothing was wrong, or I I can't even imagine what it might have all been for. I don't understand Seely Court politics or I do, demonic nonsense. I do wonder if perhaps maybe the thing that I've been interacting with if it is demonic in nature, perhaps it can alter its appearance. Oh, I'm sure it can. And it might have started interacting with me as Lorcan to throw me off the trail. Because when it first appeared to me, it did not appear to me like him. What? You said it appeared as beetles and... Maggots. Hmm. And she death, essentially. She looks at Lorcan and says, "And your sort of aesthetic of choice is a lunar moth." And Lorcan shrugs and says, "I mean, I like the colors, yeah." Since that first meeting, he always appeared to me with with moths. So perhaps you saw a side that you weren't supposed to see, this Callum, you said. Maybe he got a hold of this creature's attention, and then he changed. Was he... So you said that I was able to find out some of Lorcan's stuff by going through Cal's old, old notes? Um, you, uh, let me grab stuff. Uh, do, 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 do. um, I just wonder then if Cal knows. You don't know what Cal knows. I know, yeah, that's why. I, so like, 
I also wanted to add that it looks so he was still bleeding when he came through, right? Yep. Yeah. So it looks like all this stuff that just happened to him, like literally just happened like ten minutes ago. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't look like that he's like So when you say that I guess this is sorta of Noah and sorta of me thinking through it, when you say that the Mr. Luna that you've met had all his markings and wasn't mutilated, it makes sense because that was before now. So if this just happened to him 10 minutes ago and his memory was erased, then he would have looked the same to you. He would have looked like he's supposed to, but now he's been yeah, mutilated. But if he got kicked out like 100 years ago, mm-hmm. like why did his tattoos not get ripped off then? No, that... You know what I mean? I what yeah. told you they did? Yeah. Okay. Like right now, but no, not no. Lorcan told you they I... were. He said they were taken away by the queen, and he was kicked out. So, the version of him that you'd seen before brought them back. Okay. Yeah, or so had not... them still, or something like that. Yeah, it could even be like okay. a disguised self where, yeah, yeah that's they kind just of what make I'm it doing. look like him. Yeah. Okay. Um, as for Callum's notes, um. I found in actually your notes. Um, let's see, uh, you learned his name. He was referred to as the Lorcan. Uh, mention of a longer name or surname, which you have previously discovered as Lorcan mm-hmm. Sheoluk. Uh, he's appeared in a couple different ways. Of course, the swarm of necrotic beagle, beetles and beagles. <laughs> Maggots. <laughs> oh my necrotic god! Beagles. Necrotic beagles is That's my favorite. <laughs> It's another dire waffle. Um, uh, <laughs> you gotta put that on a shirt. Necrotic beagles. Um, but other than that, uh, basically what you would have found in Cal's notes uh, were him looking up how to summon this person um, and him trying to figure out how to place temporary control over them. Not He wasn't necess- necessarily interested in who they were just whether or not he could control them okay that oh man that sounds like the worst fucking so ouija fucked. board ever where you're just like summon a demon for kids and then you just He's... like accidentally get asmodeus kind of what callum was doing oh, yeah God. i mean he was like a 20 year old idiot who was just like i'm gonna see what i can pull up yeah and... i'm so powerful Dude, i know everything so uh Noah talking to Magda. Um, did Caleb know about Lorcan? Or, like, did he just summon whatever he found? I mean, I found notes on him. Uh, I think he knew at least a little bit. I think he was looking for whatever he could control. I, that might have been powerful. I turn back to Lorcan and like, Lorcan, what's your last name? Just to make sure that we've got the right person. Um, well, he my, said it before. My full name is Lorcan Shaolik. Okay, just making sure we still have the same person. <laughs> I mean, it's always been my name. Did it look like, going back to Callum's notes, did it look like he, when he left, did it look like he scrambled for, like, 
other notes in the notes that I found were like remnants or um, like could there have possibly have been more that I was missing or Cal Cal didn't try to like hide anything necessarily. It was more like notes that he just forgot to take with him. Okay. Um from what you could tell, he didn't know that much about uh Lorcan. And there is no mention of knowing that he was kicked out of the Sealy Court. But that's just what you have found. Did my history check give me any idea of how long ago he got kicked out? Or is that like... Well, his last memory was in 405, and that oh. was being kicked okay, out. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, that's so weird, though, because if it literally just happened to him, we saw the hand shove him through, and he's still bleeding, like, he has to be from back then. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Time... Well, does he, time move weirdly in the He has world? already he has already asked you like did they do this to me? So he doesn't know if the Sealy Court did it to him. Also, it may have just been whatever that alabaster arm thing was covering their tracks. That's true. And do just you, mutilating them for fun. Do you know the all we saw was a hand pushing you through this doorway? A hand, it was covered in bangles and jewelry. Does that sound familiar at all? I know there's not a lot to go on. I mean, really, you know, really pale skin, like never been in the sun before. I don't know anyone personally that would be like that. What about someone impersonally? don't think so. Do we but. know what Queen Titania looks like? Um, there, she, well, being that she's a major, major archfey, nearing god status, um, she can kind of change her look at will, okay. but she is typically depicted as a sort of sun-kissed, pale, but, but like, been in the sun, uh, sort of flawless, graceful, uh, woman. I won't okay. say maiden because she's definitely not. Yeah, I'm thinking that's giving me like Demeter vibes. I don't think that she okay. is going to have done it herself. A queen delegates. That's true. So whoever that is, uh, I don't know. Is Can I make a history check on that? Like is Titania known for being vicious? Go for it. Okay. Uh, oh no, it's plus four. Dirty 20. Okay. Um, so, uh, Titania is known, uh, typically depicted as an Eladrin, uh, sort of the long-eared, uh, fey elf of immense beauty. Usually between pale or even honey-colored skin, um, and usually with like autumn leaf colors in her hair, uh, golden eyes. Um, typically, 
well, Indeen, it's honestly throughout all lore. She is very fickle. Um, she's known to be incredibly intelligent um, and a just brilliant strategist, sort of a dry sense of humor. Um, but she is known to be almost impossible to make truly angry. Uh, if she is made angry, however, her wrath is that of, you know, the Feywild. Um, she, she, she's kind of a chaos entity, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, there's like just passages from the Forgotten Realms uh, wiki about her. Um, her smile could cause crops to ripen, uh, ripen. her frown could trigger, tr trigger, <laughs> trigger, I can't talk today, could trigger wildfires, uh, her gaze could cause mortals to go mad. These aren't always literal, but these are sort of the legends about her. Um, she isn't known to be vengeful necessarily. But she's definitely like head bitch in charge, and she knows it and expects other people to respect it. Okay. Um, um, I will share that with the rest of the group. Yeah. A very un unguessable entity. Uh, I look at Helena. Uh you don't happen to know you don't happen to know any spells that might uh bring back memories that might have been modified or anything uh, like that double check i mean a a greater restoration might help but i'm not sure it may be like a remove curse kind of situation i mean i can certainly try um, Mr. Lorcan, uh, if you'll sit still, uh, she walks up to him. I agree uh, she digs through a couple more drawers and shelves, and you see her pull out a little, uh, satchel that when she opens up, there's this glittering dust inside of it. Um, and she steps up to him and uh, tips it all out into her hand and just sort of casts it across uh, his body. And he sort of winces away as she just snaps her fingers and all of the dust freezes in place, these glittering diamond shards. Um, and she pushes them toward him and touches his chest. You see a faintly bluish light begins spreading out from her hand across his whole body. Um, and as it reaches sort of the end of his fingers and uh, begins to fade away, he opens his eyes and looks at her. And she looks at him and says, well, says, uh, I mean, I feel a little better. Oh. oh my god. That was an idea. Uh, yeah, I am uh, starting to think that he might be the real deal, uh, especially since we can't find anything 
I don't think who I've been talking to is Loken. I, uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you, especially with the demonic thing going on. Yeah. Um, so this, uh, oh. how's Lorcan looking? Like, does he seem, like, scared or very uncomfortable? Very uncomfortable, for sure. Um, you can kind of get that Lorcan in legend and by nature is a fairly charismatic entity, but he is so out of his depth right now that he doesn't know what to do or how to act, so he's just trying to be polite. I'm going to give them a ration. Okay, so you dig into your bag and... It may have been a while since he's eaten or anything like that, like, you know, I don't know, just being nice. Okay. Um, You dig into your bag and grab one of these little wrapped up little packs of rations which is like dried meat nuts and other just stuff that can keep for a long time you give it to him he unwraps it and looks down at it he's like um is this what is this most people call it food oh I I just never seen anything like it um thank, thank you and he, no like, problem. takes a little piece and chews on it. Uh, you know, if it needs any salt or anything, I, uh, I reference all my bottles that I have in my vest. I'm like, you know, just let me know. Yeah. And uh, Helena puts a hand on uh, Fustrak's arm and on Lorcan's shoulder and said, Actually, why don't we get you all a proper meal? Um, it's about time for dinner anyway. And, um, uh, and while we're waiting, I have some uh, some sweet treats that we can get into. <laughs> well, yeah, those are pretty good. You're you're in for a treat. Mm-hmm. I take I, um, I hand one to him, and Lorcan takes like one of the little slices of the molasses log, and he looks at it. He's like, oh, okay. He like sniffs it and takes a bite and has to like really chew through it because it's hard to chew through. He's like this. This is really good, but it's really sticky. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's what makes it the good stuff. I'm gonna go wait out in the courtyard. Just call me when it's ready, and I'm gonna storm out. Okay. Well, that was uh, that seemed uncalled for. I mean, yeah, I'll go talk to her. Oh, oh I mean, okay. Uh, do you? <laughs> yeah, I don't wanna. No, it's good. You go. You talk to her this time. <laughs> No, I don't want it. <laughs> no, I don't want it. <laughs> Blessings upon you. Yes. But... <laughs> Bless. Have a good time. <laughs> um, but yeah. Helena takes any of you who want to uh, to the third floor where the dining room is and uh, says just, you know, mill around and do whatever you like. Um, you also, of course, have your rooms that you can go to. Uh, Magda heads out to the courtyard where... Uh, most of the people have cleared out with their stuff for the evening, and it's beginning to get to sunset. Um, which, no, it shouldn't shouldn't be getting to sunset because it's still not that late in the day, and it's fucking high summer in the southern hemisphere. So, um, it's probably like five 
6.30 p.m.-ish. So the sun is still fairly high. Did anybody take keen mind? <laughs> Sorry. Foostruck I... no. definitely didn't. I <laughs> I'm, I'm one of them DMs that's obsessed with what time of day it is during the different seasons. No, you're fine. Uh, when I'm out in the courtyard, I'm going to find the Nightingale again. Just kind of hang out with him. Or no, wait, no, he went with he went with Helena. Never mind. There are other birds out here. Yeah, I'm just gonna find like the prettiest bird that I can find and see if I can yeah. get him to hang out with. Just me. Um, go out there and what Cinderella your way through the <laughs> or, or Enchanted. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Uh, or uh, you could do uh, you could do Aurora and just be like just screech into the wilderness. <laughs> anyway uh yeah you you head out and there are because of the amount of food available here and all the trees and you see uh actually tall posts here and there that have bird houses on top of them uh it's it's pretty bird heavy um and with it being summer there's quite a lot of them uh you see like flocks of starlings going around the place from tree to tree um, but as you are looking around, uh, you actually spot something that I don't know if Magda will find interesting, but you see a shed up against one of the walls that appears to be an aviary. Uh, yeah, she's gonna find that interesting. Um, <laughs> it is like a long, uh, shed, uh, with a sort of slim doorway. Um, but you see carved above the... Uh, the doorway is the image of a falcon. Oh. Okay. Scream! Yeah. I'm gonna just walk over and peer in. Yeah. Um, you just, like, stick your head in and you see uh, sitting in uh, it looks like they've been, they've just been brought in for the day. Um, Sitting on this uh, long sort of uh, perch bar are a couple of hooded uh, falcons with, like, their gear on them still. Um, And you see standing in here uh, cleaning the floor after they've already, like, cleaned out a bunch of hay and stuff. And they're about to, like, let the birds go to their resting spots for the night. Uh, There's another Warforged out here. This one is uh, fairly tall, but very slim, uh, with very long arms. Uh, You would recognize this as a gunner model, um, but they do not have gun attachments on their arms currently. Um, They just have, like, long arms with the hands, and they're just sort of sweeping. And you can see that um, they sort of... They have a little bit of a hitch to how they move, um, like either like a hip or a knee joint needs to be fixed, um, and they're just sweeping and gathering up all the all the hay and feathers in one spot. And they look up and look over at you as they hear the door. Um, and you see this uh, mask that is carved uh, in the shape of a sort of more elven uh, visage. Uh, and you see that uh, throughout their armor, over this wooden base body of theirs, there's little hints of rust here and there. 
um, and you see stamped uh, onto the shoulder plate a piece of armor, uh, there is a very old uh, Sun Industries logo. Mm. And he, or they, look over toward you, and uh, the the jaw actually moves on this one, and the eyes move. They have pupils in them. And he looks at you and says, Can I help you? Sorry, I don't mean to. I was just... I like birds, so... <laughs> he he kind of chuckles to himself and says, Yeah, me too. Um, come, come in. I'll take a couple cautious steps inside. Um, and he goes over to a wall and like flips open a couple shutters to let the light in. Uh, and you can see more of the rust all over him. It looks like he he or Helena have been slowly like getting the rust off of him. It's a work in progress. Um, and uh, he walks over to one of the birds and kind of pauses and looks at you and says, probably want a glove um and he goes over to a little like box and pulls out one of the arm gloves that falconers use and gives it to you and uh he picks up one of the two falcons and takes its hood off and is still holding onto like its lead mm -hmm. in his hand and just holds it holds it out and lets him transfer over to your arm um very much lighter than you expected a bird of this size to be. This is, um, this would be known as not related to Mount Gear, but this is a Gear Falcon, which is a uh, Mongolian in real world falcon. So this would be a, a Lakhmeni Falcon uh, suited to cold and tundras. Um, and as he pulls the hood off of it, you just see these big pupils and golden eyes and the sharp curved beak is just looking back and forth, taking in its surroundings. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing where I'll just kind of like give it a yeah. little pet. And it's it's less of a pet bird, but it, it lets yeah. you. It's not bothered by it. Um, and the Warforged looks at you and says, would you like to let him fly. Okay. How do I do that? I'll show you. And he sort of putting a hand on your shoulder gently guides you back outside. Um, and you see he picks up a bucket that was sitting next to the door as you go. Um, he pulls out this loop of leather and you see he puts what appears to be a dead mouse from the bucket on the end of it. And... Um, he says, just give him a push up with your arm, your arm, and he'll go. All right, I'll do that. And Falcon just takes off into the distance, and then he hands you the loop of leather. It says, just swing this and get his attention, whistle if you want, um, and let him catch it out of midair. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, give me an athletics check. It's what? not a hard DC. Okay. Can you make it disadvantage because Ash is really bad at whistling? No. no. It's, not bad. It's, not a, it's not about the whistle. 18. Okay. So 
sort of uh, watching what he does, you begin spinning and letting out more line until eventually, as it starts to get really far out away from you, you give a whistle and the hawk or the um, the falcon just comes speeding right at you and snatches it at the like top of its arc and just takes it right out of your hands and drops it to the ground. I'm sorry, you were just whipping up dead mouse in a circle? Yeah, falconers actually do that. They do it to train their birds to catch other birds in the air. Of course they do. That's, yeah. It's a thing! I 100% believe you. It's just kind Do you of know why they do that? Because... I don't know. No, um, <laughs> there are... Because they're like there orca are... whales and they like to play with their food. No, um, the reason falconers do this, and they do this to this day, uh, in even in America, is uh, a lot of uh, falconers. <laughs> they don't just give the falcons guns in America. <laughs> a lot of a lot of falcons. Shut up! I'm trying to tell you a fact. Um, uh, a good number of falconers work on vineyards, and wine grapes are really attractive to small birds. So they take their hawks and their falcons out and let them go and chase and eat the birds. Um, so oh. the reason that they may like have meat on the end of a stick is literally to train the falcon to catch things in midair. Especially if it's a hand-raised falcon, which most of them are. The more you know. Huh. And Helena does have a vineyard. Ah. So... Yeah. Uh, you also notice that when this falcon comes out, all the other birds fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. This is the murder bird. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but the bird takes the mouse to the ground and just shreds it. And uh, the Warforged is just standing there, kind of just chill and content. What's his name? Uh, his name, uh, if you could guess it, is uh, Reaper. Jesus Christ. He's gorgeous. Yeah, he's he's a good boy. He's the newest one. You you get from this Warforge that they're very soft spoken and kinda keep to themselves. They're they're a little awkward. Great, two awkward people. Yep. Um two awkward uh, people with common interest. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I don't think I've seen a lot of falcons in my lifetime. Are they common down here? Uh, not this far south, but basically anywhere there's food needs protecting or uh, an overabundance of rabbits. Uh, I Miss Helena's, uh, she grows a lot of things that need protecting. I, uh, and you can kind of see him like wring his hands together, like he's really, he's trying. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not, I'm not used to talking to people. Me either. It's fine. Birds are easier to talk to. Because they don't talk back. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but he he whistles as a Reaper finishes eating, and the bird comes right back to his arm, and he takes hold of the little leather lead. Um, uh, I don't think I've seen you around before. We're passing through. I'm with the mercenary company. Oh, well, I, I, obviously. And he, like, pats his shoulder, like, motioning to your, uh, your badge. Says, I should have noticed. Um, nope. it's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put him, uh, yeah, uh, have a night. Bye. Um, and he walks away. <laughs> wow. I will leave the glove that I have, like, near the shed so mm-hmm. he can pick it up. You just, you just throw it on the ground. You're just like, eh, yeah. there. No, I'll, I'll leave it on a rail or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'll just go walk about the... the uh, so, Fustruck, wow. you followed Magda, so you saw all this. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of leaning up against the wall near mm-hmm. the uh, near the stairs, uh, watching he- it and just waiting. Is he doing the cowboy lean? Like one leg up? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Hat yes. Hat. Man, He's a man. hand in his mouth. Yep. Comic, comically small cowboy hat. Yeah. On his <laughs> it's those ones you can get for the barbecue. The, the barbecue dolls. Barbie dolls. <laughs> the barbecue dolls. I had barbecue those for lunch. And I have I'm definitely, still about it. I've it definitely really seen barbecue. and done a doll barbecue. So yeah. Anyway, that explains so much. <laughs> what? Uh, I reckon. Uh, I reckon. Uh, yeah, I'll just see him standing over there and like, it's impolite to stare. Uh, this might kind of be a dumb question, but you're doing okay? Yeah, it is a dumb question, actually. I mean, I already said that, so. <laughs> I'll just kind of like stare off into the distance, like hands on my hips. Uh, <laughs> how do you think I'm supposed to feel right now, Fustruck? The person ruined my life, or had a hand in ruining my life, is not actually the person that ruined my life, and it's just some asshole his identity stolen so yeah I mean that that kind of about sums it up I uh, I've never had that happen before but I can understand why that'd probably be uncomfortable I know that he wasn't the one to do all this to me but he still has the face of the person who did it to me yeah so i just am saying this in in general so that no one makes me like him i don't i'm not going to no i i completely get that good this is a face that you're used to associating with a whole lot of bad shit in your life as long as we're on the same page. It's a little unfair to 
him like shit for some though. I didn't say it. I didn't. Hence, I'm uh, not here. I could. What's that? Sensor or oh god! <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, what happened? Zach farted really loud. God damn it, Zach! <laughs> oh, it was Zach. I thought it was. I thought it was Ash that did it. Now. <laughs> times that I've done that on stream and it's never made any fucking sound. Mute yourself next time. Oh, I will now. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus. That's on the internet forever. Forever. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. It was... The, the best part was that all of us looked up and were just like looking for where it came well, from. Well, I was like, I was like, do I say something? Can we just move <laughs> on? Just me do we? <laughs> I was like, just ignore it. They won't. Nobody will know. Yeah. It was a chair squeak. <laughs> oh. It's not a chair squeak. <laughs> I looked up and my box was highlighted and I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is going to be the clip, isn't it? This this is going to be the this is going to be the clip that ends up getting fucking looped somewhere on the internet. When you the thing is, is you had to choose the exact moment that the stream started working. Yeah, yeah, of course. We're gonna play this at your funeral. Um. Okay. Great. It'll probably be in about two weeks. Oh my god. <laughs> We're still oh. dropping a lot of frames and I don't know why. I've checked oh, everything. Uh, do we need to restart? So yeah. Uh you and Fushrock were talking. Yeah. Um about me Morgan. being mad about the yeah. Uh, yeah I was yeah, yeah. yeah. I was mad about Lorky. <laughs> um He's got the face, but it's not him. Yep. And I know that you're hurt. Yep. It... Indeed. Oh, when you asked, like, 
something about like it's good to talk about it and i was like well that's not gonna fix anything yeah that's about the point yeah 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 talking about it's not going to fix anything so well i mean sometimes it ain't about fixing it sometimes it's about just about the part too bad that hey but i am banging on all fucking cylinders today Foostruck ain't the only one in this stream with an eight intelligence score. Oh my god. What. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus. Um, you know, sometimes making it better ain't the point of talking about it. Sometimes it's just putting that trust in another person, be like, hey man, this shit sucks. And that person being like, you know what, that does suck. And that kind of makes you feel a little bit better. Doesn't solve the problem, but at least it makes it a bit more tolerable. in your opinion look and Fustrock will actually like stop leaning up against the wall and take a couple steps forward and go look we're gonna get this figured out like we're we're gonna help you regardless it doesn't matter if it's Lorkin or if it's some demon or if somebody else farted and the microphone picked it up and <laughs> <laughs> fucking coop. It's fucking coop. Okay. Oh. Sorry, it's just sitting sounded it out. It's there. Uh, and then there's a long pause. B <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm I so sorry. Him, like, on every syllable. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not in the chat today because internet, but Yeah. Um, like, it, it doesn't matter whether or not it's Lorcan, like, if you want help, you, you got it. Like, I, I can't speak for Noah, obviously, but I'm more than happy to help. Listen, this is, this is your opportunity to leave before you start getting too involved this is still all my bullshit you can still <laughs> deal with all your personal stuff with your tribe and your wife and your family you don't have to get involved in all this Fustrak looks around a little bit and he goes oh, the way I see it right now there ain't nowhere to go you have a whole world that you can look at. Oh, nobody to, nobody to go and pal around with. At least with you guys, I got somebody. And at least with us, you've got somebody now. Did she just not want to come with you? <sighs> Why are you here and she's not? If you love her so much. She wouldn't come, of course. I didn't really give her much of a choice. But, uh... She's very stuck in her ways, too. Just like everybody else back home. She can't understand, can't possibly grasp that I'm trying to do something to help people. 
in the end, we all have to do what we think is right. And sometimes what we think is right comes back and bites us in the ass, like leaving our family behind for some 20 year old dipshit or leaving home without a backup plan. And sometimes it works out good. And you find people that you can rely on even when you ain't that smart. And sometimes you do dumb shit. And sometimes those people like to help you in return. We're all going to fuck up. Just we can all only do the best that we can. Yeah. And I think you all can do better. I think that you don't give yourself enough credit. I didn't think the kid was 17. I thought he was older than that. He looked older. He was 14. Whatever. I mean, regardless of age, you kind of handedly got your ass handed I'm, to you. I'm aware. Honestly, that just... kid was pretty impressive. We should adopt him like we did Jasper. Ah, uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Like, Fustrak makes a face and, like, laughs like he was joking with you. Like he was not serious. No. We're not <laughs> adopting anyone else. No one. I don't know. It seems like we got no. uh, two adopted people already in the uh, in the group. Oh, God. No. It's just the four of us. That's all I, it's we're, we're sticking with that. If everyone wants to like come hang around, oh sorry. We're not really taking him with us, right? We may not have an option. We can leave him here with her. What about this Altera guy? Fine, we can leave him there with him. I I don't know. I don't want to take him with. Well, what if we make a new friend along the way? I... I don't know whether this is supposed to be a compliment or an insult, Fustrak, but you were all sort of like accidents of... I wasn't really planning on making friends. I don't really do that. So... I mean... Most of life kind of seems to be an accident, don't it? That's how we learn things. I am just wondering when I'll start doing things on purpose. Well, if you start doing shitty things on purpose, then, uh, I guess I it'll be a good thing. I didn't mean shitty things. I just meant things in general. I mean, you kind of do already do things on purpose. You you argue with people. Um, like, 
look, if there's anything that you do that seems to be out of line or out of character for you, that's what you have no one eye for. And you really want that responsibility? Well, I am your next to Kim. You're going to hang that over my head, aren't you? Oh, 100%. Great. Should have taken him. I mean, he wasn't exactly volunteering. He wasn't throwing his uh, throwing his hat into the ring, as it were. Look, what I'm trying to say is, if you got my back, I got yours. I have your back. And now we have to make it a blood oath. No. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do a blood I don't even mm. have a knife on me. How would I do it? I mean, honestly, it wouldn't be like too terribly bad for me in the long run. And I'll, I'll kind of like pull my sleeves back and there's just like cuts and stuff like all running down like the all running down my arms and stuff and, and on my palms and stuff. Like, I already used my blood for fuck all, so I might as well add another one to my collection, yeah. I mean, honestly, wouldn't it be kind of fucked up if it turned out the Minotaur blood was the cure to the curse? I... <laughs> or what if it gave you the curse? Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah, we wouldn't want nope. that. I don't know what disembodied spirit said that, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about the we just... gaming pigeon. Sorry. We'll just... <laughs> uh, why don't we just keep our blood to ourselves? Of course, that was, that was a joke. Okay, cool. Yeah. For real, I... We don't... You and I don't have a family here, so I guess it is fair that we can be each other's in the meantime. Oh man, you know that, uh, do, man, do I, do I have a God to start telling you about? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not going down that road. Oh, I mean, you already just basically said some of the big tenants of LM, so... Right. I, I ain't uh, going to convert you, but... Good. Well, Great. Here's a pamphlet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you heard about our Lord and Savior? Ellen? Ellen? <laughs> Ellen. How dare Ellen DeGeneres? <laughs> no. Admittedly, is... for a long time, I did mispronounce it until our session zero. Is Ellen? Yes. I... That is one of the few names that I refuse to accept a mispronunciation on. <laughs> Hi, Ellen. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Zariah appears and just smashes you like a watermelon at a Gallagher concert. <laughs> Her name is Ellen. Fuck you. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Magda, you uh, you hungry? They got a pretty good spread in there. Yeah. All right. Honest. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just not spread. even, not even pita chips. Nope, just hummus. Um, just, just a five-gallon bucket of hummus. Yep. Hummus Ugh. and carotes. 
and straws. Yes. Oh no. Bless. I'm so into that. Yeah, I Bless. I guess. <laughs> yeah, all right. I guess Yeehaw. I'll eat. Sorry. <laughs> I guess I'll eat. Alright, come on, friend. Aww. You too, f- f- friend. I mean, I, I'm... <laughs> 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 Alright, you two head back in. Um, the dining area has been uh, set for all of you, and of course, Helena. Oh, God. Oh, no! It doesn't really matter. Um, it's Helena. I, I don't care. I, I imagine she's been alive so classy. long. I imagine she's been it alive so long. Classy. What, Helena? You just want it to be a Helena so it can be your fucking wet dream. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you my used what? to listen to MCR too. Yeah, I like MCR. It's fine, but I not as Everyone. much as that. I love MCR <laughs> as well, so fuck off. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, except for you all, Helena, uh, Lorcan, of course, Desiree's joining you. Uh, Warforge don't eat, so they're, they're not there. Um, but yeah, you all go to the, uh, dining area set up near Helena's office, and, uh, you see that Jasper has done a little more work on Lorcan, and he is looking... Less unsteady. Uh oh, food. Good time. Yeah, it Alina's. Oh, is it from Fat uh, Panda? Oh, goddamn. Yeah, it's Fucking from Fat she's Panda. Panda. Speak of the devil and she shall appear. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Am I the only. No, don't. <laughs> Nobody brings me food. It's because you don't have a significant right. other. Oh, shit. I, or, you don't right. live with a significant Not other. For lack of trying. Puck! Puck? <laughs> bring me food. It just me brings a you a cat. I didn't think you said puck. I thought you said fuck. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. Robin. While Robin. We're, while we're paused here. Yeah. Taylor, we should show off our tattoos. Oh, yeah. So Taylor got one like five days before I did for the, for the first campaign. Oh, it's so pretty. Got the, so the water triangle and all the forget-me-nots and then the fire triangle and the, the apple blossoms and then the little black triangle in the middle for silence. Yeah. yeah. Alina may be making another appearance because I definitely ordered chicken tenders and this is a steak. Oh. But that's not even <laughs> okay. close. It's well, not. Yeah. Here's mine for Mirren and Sylphie. You can't. Uh, I'm trying to get it good here. He's got the apple blossoms. And the loot. It's, it's very pretty. And, and very it's, itchy. It's so detailed, too, but it's hard yeah. to see on camera. I know. It's hard for me. And I'm trying not to block the light, too, but it's not. Yeah, like all the wood grain and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I you think I've posted that... pictures. I'll repost pictures on Twitter as well. You, you know that uh, that part of Bo Burnham's inside um, where he brings the uh, the camera like around himself and everything? That's yeah. exactly what this was like. Uh, with you trying to show the... <laughs> with you trying to show the tattoo. Yeah. 
Get on out of here. contenders now. Oh. Is that her that I heard in the background yell something? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so we're sitting down, we're eating. Yeah. Uh, the whole time they were making food, like, Noah was just like, oh my gosh, you guys, I gotta tell you about these people back in Reese's Ridge. <laughs> and that that is where I'll leave that because I don't have anything to follow that up. <laughs> we're not yes ending today. Nope. Oh, we're just that's all I got. That's we're just yesing. Yeah, we're just yesing. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, you guys uh, sit down to a, a pretty nice dinner. Uh, obviously, it was sort of on short notice, so there's it's not insane, but it's definitely nice because Helena has a budget. For food. Um, a baguette. What? What? Okay. Um, yeah, uh, as you're all sitting there eating, it, it starts out a little quiet, and then Noah, of course, launches into one of his <laughs> stories. Yeah. Uh, you get a full Rose Nyland. Um, but uh, as that ends, um, Everything gets a little quiet, and then Jasper, like, looks around the table, and he looks at Lorcan, who's just kind of keeping to himself, and looks at uh, Magda, who, of course, sort of kind of stormed outside for a little while, um, and uh, he sort of tries to change the subject over. He says, so... um." Are we going to this island tomorrow? Yep. Probably should. Are we taking him with us? And he looks at Lorcan. Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, and Lorcan looks up and says, uh, what would you like me to do? Stay out of the way. Well, what would you like to do? I don't know anything that's going on here. I've just been told that it's been almost a hundred years since my last memory. I had a second to think about it and realize that there's nothing much I can do about that since I've been kicked out of the Feywild. So I suppose I should find it find work or something. Uh, is there a reason why he can't come with us? He could be he useful. Isn't... How? Uh, Lorcan, can you do oh. magic? I mean, I've... it's sort of my forte, yeah. Well, there you go. He could help us kill the, the well, maybe not kill the deer, but we yeah. And help. Helena looks over. She's like, "Please, we don't want to that kill was, the deer." Uh, that was a slip on my part. I was misreading my notes. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna help the deer. Yes. Uh, and uh, give it a good bath while we're at it. You can do that. I'm not doing that. I do we really need Sorry. Okay, finish chewing. Good lord. 
no, we're at dinner. This makes Everyone was sense. quiet. Yeah. Everyone is quiet too. So I was like, um, do we really need to like, this seems like something that the less people, the better to do it. Yeah. We don't need to like bring everybody over to the island, right? I don't. Uh, I'm not really sure, to be perfectly honest. I mean, if that uh, that elf's been hurting people, fewer people may uh, may make it where we're less noticeable. That's true. Uh. Yeah, and I'm uh, filling the space here because, uh, you know... This stream is a fucking disaster. I'm really still is. chewing on that uh, piece of broccoli that was about the size of our head. Uh, so, <laughs> it really was. It was. Look, I... You know, this seems like a good time for a story. Uh, let no, me... it really doesn't. Logan, you can come along. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, okay. What, wow, what that's we... all it took. Yeah, that's all it took. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Um, and to say let to let Ash eat for a second. Good lord. Um, Helena sort of steps in and she she explains to him uh, basically what she explained to you guys last time that the Vernhyarta, the Vernhart, as he's also known, has been going a little screwy lately, a little vicious. And there may be something wrong with him or the anchor tree, the Awas tree. Um, and Larkin sort of takes that in. And um, looking to Helena, he says, this tree is this, he called it an anchor tree, like a, like a Balin anchor tree. And Helena half nods. She says, that's what the local folk seem to believe, that it's um, connected to uh, Ursan, the god of death. And uh, there are, I don't know how much you know about Atlaren, but there are anchor trees on each of the continents uh, connected to each of the gods. Uh, they believe that the Awas tree is Ursan's, though it is not certain ever since the dissolution. And uh, Lurkin nods and says, "Well, I mean, I uh, I come from the Feywilds and the Summer Court and trees and dryads and plants and greenery are sort of my thing. Maybe I could be of some use." Fine, yeah. sure. I think uh, I think that could be pretty helpful, and we've got some things to find while we're there. So maybe if you've got a cool way to preserve fish, uh, or something. I don't know if I have anything like that, but I can. You got some salt? I could yeah. probably manage. I already bought a whole bunch of salt. All right. Well, that should do it. I got a fish bag and everything. Um, I I do want to say, Miss Renly. Um, I obviously you've told me the gist of what you've been through, and 
I can't remember any of it, but I am. Um, I feel like this is cheap, but I, I just want to offer an apology for what you've been through, and I, I appreciate you putting up with my presence, and I will do my best not to wear out my welcome. Hey. Thanks, I guess. And he just keeps to himself. Um, and uh, Jasper looks over at him and says, you know, you, well, you or whoever was controlling you or whatever was happening I I got this this crown for from you for my former king do you remember any of that and Lorcan shrugs says I don't remember any kind of crown do you do you have anything left on you? And he looks down at himself, just rags and sort of pats around and pulls what looks to be a marble out of his pocket. Oh no. What's that? I don't know. Uh um it looks like uh it's a dark sort of bluish green color, uh, almost a cat's eye marble with uh, like wavy lines going through it. But it's it's static; nothing about it moves. It just looks like a like a playing marble. Um, he looks it over, looks at all of you, and offers it out. Uh, I don't know what this is. I'll take it. Yeah, you, um, you take it. I'll take it and I'll cast, since we have the time, I'll ritually cast Identify on it. Okay. So in between just chomping on your potatoes, you're just casting away. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my potatoes um, and my cheese curds. Cheese curd. Let me look at a thing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And it was... The end of the world in a marble. Mm -hmm. With our like idea. idea. Yeah, yeah. I'll put that in my back pocket. <laughs> Such a tiny thing. Such a little trinket. That's quoting Sanka. Um, oh, I was thinking of Boromir. Oh no, I Sanka had a, a thing she said to one of my previous campaigns. She was talking about one of the crystals. Mm. And how she wanted to kill Kenna so badly. Joke's on her. <laughs> she saved Kenna. Baby FFs now. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're re no, they're not related. No. No. Kenna, Senna. <clears throat> they're basically the same person. Not even close. No, I know. <laughs> We just played an entire campaign that I know. Yeah. 
Also, P.S. Okay. Next time you order food, maybe you should tell them to cut the broccoli up. They of just always giving you the whole fucking plant. They always do that at Fast Panda, where it's just like, <laughs> holy shit, this is not mouth-sized broccoli. This is not mouth-sized broccoli. Uh, um, God damn it, I can't find it. They were just like, hey, I know you ordered some steamed cabbage, but here's a whole head of cabbage that we haven't done yeah. anything with. Yeah. Also, I have a tiny little baby mouth, so it's That's like... That's true, yeah. What am I supposed to do? You do. You do. <sighs> this is the oh. end of the world. As we know, as we know it. This is an Ayun stone. <gasps> oh, I'm keeping that shit. Uh, it is a stone of... What's it called? It's a stone of power. Power? We had one, we had oh, one of those last campaign, didn't we? Yeah, there are multiple one. different types yeah. of Ion stones. I had, like, the Master Stone or something, or whatever the fuck it was. The Master That stone. gave me a bump in my proficiency. Yeah, you had the oh. Stone of Mastery. The uh, Master which Stone. A, yeah, which is a legendary you. item. Um, this is... Ah, this is the Ion Stone of Sustenance. Uh, you oh. do not need to eat or drink while this orbits your head. Oh, wow. I do not require Ion Stones to orbit the head because I think it's stupid. Oh, I think it's cool. But you do have to attune to them. Okay. Um, I will hand it back to him. I'll be like, that, uh, that right there, uh, um, that. Well. Oh, so that right there, that's uh, Ayun Stone of uh, Sustenance. So you'll never need to eat or drink while you're wearing that. That's... Where the fuck did this come from? Well, I imagine it came from your pocket. Well, I don't know who put it there, is the thing. That's somebody. I mean, you're Faye, right? Probably came from one of your friends. Uh, I don't remember anyone having given it to me. Um, Sounds like somebody didn't want you to, uh, to starve die. or die of thirst. You know, now that you say that, if somebody was possessing you for the past you know like hundred years that would be a real good way of keeping you alive without having to take care of your body that's true um i guess it'd be pretty useful but at the same time what's life without enjoying food and drink yeah, yeah, probably the same if you don't need food and drink <laughs> Yeah, but it's like one of the best parts of being alive. My God. I mean, I don't disagree. But. Foostrack well, is the most <clears throat> Winnie the Pooh character ever. I love it. Uh, well, whatever that thing was, probably 
Their goal probably wasn't to enjoy life. I'm, I'm, I understand that, but I was saying, like, it wouldn't be that much use to me now unless I had no access to food. I suppose it'd be useful in winter, but especially in a world where the seasons get as crazy as they do. Well, it might be useful to keep it on you then. And he, he repockets it, but he doesn't activate it. Um, he goes back to eating his food because food and drink is life. Um, but yeah. Uh, as, as dinner sort of comes to a close and uh, uh, Helena and Desiree gather up everything and Tori uh, comes to help, um, you guys are free to do as you please about the tower. Uh, Helena is basically with the dishes too. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Helena is basically giving you guys free reign, uh, though she has asked that you please do not go to the roof alone, as there are very high winds up there. Oh, okay. Um, though there are some locked doors that she has asked to remain locked. But yeah, you guys have reign of her like library, her workshop, your rooms, the lower floor where other people are doing projects. Foostrak, okay. <clears throat> after the dishes are taken care of, is going to go to the library. Okay. That's right. He's learning um, to read. No, Foostrak knows how to oh. read, but he's been teaching Jasper. Ah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, the uh, workshop uh, contains the major part of the library um, these massive two story shelves just jam packed with books that span across mostly magical subjects but there are history uh, history books and then you do see one uh, sort of section of a shelf is dedicated to fictional works or journals and that kind of thing um oh yeah do any of them seem like <clears throat> very simple um the simplest one you could probably find would be equivalent to like a grim book of fairy tales um that just has a load of uh at fairy tales in it it, the language in it is a little bit advanced because uh, it's a little older, but it's probably the easier to grasp. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Fustrak's um, going to thumb through it a little bit. Um, he He's trying to find a book for Jasper. Mm-hmm. Um, because we don't really have any. It's mostly like I will, like Fustrak writes something or Jasper writes something. And then it's like reading it back and forth, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so Fustrak is trying to find like, kind of like a children's book for Jasper to like help him recognize things that are more unfamiliar and like help him in his reading. Okay. Um, yeah, this library is a little bit advanced for that, but uh, while you're 
while you're searching, um, well, first of all, give me an investigation check just for fun. Well, that won't go bad at all. I got a minus one. Yeah. Uh, that's an 11. Okay, not, not awful. Um, you, you find this book of fairy tales, and it's a pretty hefty book. Um, but as you're sort of thumbing through it, you do find a few stories in there that are a little simpler um, and written in a more child-friendly way, which also means the language isn't quite as advanced. Um, but there's not, there's like, there is an illustration on every other page, but there's a lot of fucking pages. Um, but as you're sort of going through it, um, you hear little, little tip taps on the floor next to you and you're, you, uh, I didn't peg you for a Rita. Well, you know. I can read. Uh, it's not entirely my favorite pastime, but I've been teaching Jasper. Oh, the little uh, kobold guy? Yep. Uh, and Desiree, uh, just without asking, just climbs up you uh, and just <laughs> perches on your shoulder and looks over and down at the book says, yeah, I probably would have picked this one out too. This is... Uh, one of the least uh, technical books that Miss Brom has, but um, if you're looking for something for like reading practice and such, um, there is a journal in here that's, uh, well, it was one of Miss Brom's when she was kind of young, so it talks about sort of some of her travels and uh, some of the things she saw early on and it's not quite as advanced as some of this other stuff and they point to a very very old uh journal sitting on the shelf um that has like really like loopy like girly script on the on the spine um and uh they point that one out and say uh, if you're interested in something from uh i think she was like 14 when she wrote in that uh Fustrak takes the book of fairy tales and is careful to put it back exactly where he pulled it from um not wanting to mess up like anything in here uh because uh helena's being very kind to them mm -hmm. um and uh he'll pick up the journal um, but then he's going to go, you, uh, you sure that's okay for us to do this? I mean, it is kind of her, uh, her private oh, yeah. journal. Yeah, these um, are more like personal journals. They're, they're elsewhere, like locked up. These ones that you see out on the shelf here, these are like, uh, these are notes and stuff that she kept while she was traveling for school. So this is like schoolwork stuff. This... This isn't anything like over personal. Okay. He'll open it up and he'll look through it, just kind of gauging the the reading level on it, I guess. Um, it is proper <laughs> um, and like perfect grammar and very, very nice, but very legible handwriting. Um, and most of it is sort of a very young, excited Helena 
uh, it just leafing through it a little bit, a very young and excited Helena on her first like big trip away from Andalier Queen's Academy, uh, just going off into the world as part of a research project. Um, the journal <clears throat> mostly spans uh, across traveling in uh, Harris, and it would have been in would have been in like two two eighteen ish, so. 300 years ago uh which this book is in remarkable condition for how old it is uh she is a moon elf after all um but yeah it, it's her uh talking about uh leaving andalier queen's academy and visiting places like midcord and port vedrick and even getting a chance to go to enoch island um, there's a rather big section of her talking about visiting Moore's Rest and her, like, troop of girls from this school all getting to meet Queen Justine Moore herself. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's, it could probably work. I, uh, I think that this might be just the ticket. Thank you. Yeah, sure. I, uh... That uh, Jasper kid, he's pretty nice, so. He's a good kid. So, uh, do you know how old he is? He seems pretty young. Uh, 17, I believe he said. Oh, Lord, I would have thought he was like 12. Yeah, All right. he, uh, he's definitely a unique kid, but he's, uh, <laughs> he's a good kid. Yeah. He reminds me of my uh, my little sister. Um, anyway, and uh, Desiree like hops down, <laughs> says, "If you need to find anything else, you need any like writing materials or whatever, um, just look through that desk over there." And they they point to a desk in the side of the room that's like specifically a writing desk. Um, Say, so, and uh, there's plenty of places to relax around the tower if you look around there's like little chairs and stuff and i highly recommend the uh parlor on the fifth floor it's pretty nice will do um Fustrak grabs five pieces of scrap paper mm -hmm. um and then uh heads up to to find jasper um, Jasper has been kind of wandering around the tower. Um, he, this will become more apparent, but he likes to familiarize himself with his surroundings. So you catch him, uh, actually on a staircase, just sort of taking in everything as he slowly walks up and you see him like very quietly counting steps to himself and, um, taking in like paintings on the wall uh, and you can see there are areas in the wall where uh, because this tower has trees growing literally on the side of it there are areas where uh, roots break through above the first floor and he like kind of reaches up to touch some of them memorizing uh, but as he sees you coming down he stops and says hi 
Hey, how are you? From, how are you doing today? Um. Well, I'm not dead, and I'm in an interesting place, so pretty good. Well, that's usually a pretty good way to have your day going. Yeah. Um. Went to the library, found this book, and uh, thought it might be uh, interesting for you to. Uh, to give a shot at reading some of it, see how uh, you work with unfamiliar words, and uh, see about uh, how uh, how you're progressing a little bit. Okay. I uh, did hear that there was a pretty nice room up on the fifth floor. Okay. And he walks up and, like, <clears throat> without even thinking about it, he just takes your hand and starts walking up the stairs. Yep. Yeah, I follow him. Uh, but you guys, you Best guys head point. up there and find a spot. This uh, this parlor is just decked out with all types of furniture, and um, everything is a little bit lavish, but pretty comfortable. Uh, and there's additional bookshelves in here that are just like kind of like a collection of like picture books and coffee table, like art books and coffee table books. Um, few sculptures, paintings, plants. Um, just a just a chill space, and there is a teeny tiny little bar set up as well with a little wine rack. <laughs> but uh, you guys set yourselves down in there and uh, start working through some stories from Helena's past. And mm -hmm. uh, you you see that uh, Jasper, who is an intelligent, well, his intelligence is like. Mechanically, it's it's a plus zero, but his wisdom is super high. So the way he generally learns is not by just reading, but he reads everything aloud. And it's once he reads something aloud and sounds it out that he's like, oh, wait, I know that word. And he like just zooms through that way. Um, there are some, there's some like specific language that he doesn't understand, like, especially proper nouns and, like, references to places in Caladros and Harrods. Um, and there are points where he's, like, uh, where he, like, asks you, like, what are these places? What is, uh, even asks you, like, what is Harris? Like, he doesn't know it's a continent. Mm. Um, he's a sheltered boy, but uh, he is a very quick learner. Um, what are what's uh what's Noah doing during this time? Uh, well, um, I was uh, I don't know, I'm not sure. I was thinking about possibly going to the library and taking a look at maybe some of the um, medical stuff there or potion making books there if I can find any uh, to try to figure out try to better understand the black cascarilla that I'm trying to emulate. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, being that Helena's uh, personal specialty is in uh, sort of plants and uh, how they're used in magic. She's not an alchemist per se, but she is uh she does a lot of transfiguration and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
you do find quite a bit, especially like guides on the flora and fauna of Frosthold, some of which are actually written by her, um, which tells you she's been here a very long time. Um, there are uh, particular books about, uh, you, you even find a book about uh, like uh, Aurora Nightingales that talks a little bit about what makes the birds special and like the uses of black cascarilla. Um, but uh, as for finding additional like hints to a recipe, um, go ahead and make me an investigation. I wanted to add to that. Like it doesn't yes. just have to be the black cascarilla. If I can uh -huh. find another recipe that'll help me out, mm -hmm. then that's fine too. Something that's not a basic healing potion. Okay. Go ahead and make an investigation check. Okay. Oh my god, Dean Beyond, where are you? Uh, did you say investigation? Yes. Uh, it's only a 13. 13, okay. Um. Should have guided myself. Go get these potions. Um, do stuff. For the for the black cascarilla side, um, you do find uh, like studies on what makes black cascarilla, but a lot of it is more theory than uh, actual like information. People mentioning that some ingredients seem to be useful for certain people and some are not. Um, but eventually you start to come across uh, actually some of Helena's notes in a research journal. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it is her talking about how uh, Frosthold has an enduring uh, issue with recurring food shortages because of course the growing seasons here are fairly short um and one of her focuses is food plants in in particular mm -hmm. uh and you come across a potion of growth okay uh which she accidentally found the recipe for on her own it's a, it's a recipe that already exists but she accidentally figured out how to make it without any help okay and basically what this potion would do is it ca causes the enlarge or reduce effect uh sorry it causes enlarge effect on uh whatever drinks it uh for up to four hours with no concentration required okay um it's related to the enlarge slash reduce spell um you have the, uh, you don't have the outright recipe for it, but you do have the components and you may be able to figure out the amount of the uh, components to make it yourself. Okay. Um, so if you attempt to make that potion in the future, you will have advantage. Okay. Um, is this something that I can try to do tonight with her supplies that she's got around or will she let me i guess i can um, go ask her 
I will say with her setup, you absolutely could try it. Okay. Um, but yeah, you you would want to ask her. Probably a good I idea. I mean, up to you if you actually want to. Uh, no, I think Noah would ask. Okay. Um, yeah, you you find her down on the bottom floor, uh, tending to some indoor plants, and uh, as you step up to her, she says. Uh, Mr. Broca, how can I help you? Oh, hey there. Uh, so I found a, a kind of a recipe in one of your books upstairs for a growth <laughs> potion. And I was oh, yes. I was wondering if I could use your setup to see if I could try to whip one up and get a feel for it. I mean, I'm always behind uh, pursuits of the mind. Um, you can get into any of my ingredients as well do you need any help or do you want to try to figure it out yourself uh, i mean i don't mind taking a little help if it'll get us to because i you know i couldn't really find the exact measurements uh, so i'll sort of just be guessing well every alchemist and apothecary keeps their recipes a secret otherwise anyone could make them i but, mean You'd be surprised how bad people are at doing just basic things. Oh, I know. But especially with magical potions, sometimes things can go um, very wrong. Mm. But I'll be happy to help you out. Okay. Uh, do you want to come with me and we'll go get her started? Yeah. And she she follows you up and well, uh, go ahead and roll. Uh, I would be... Because you're experimenting. Um, I'm going to say make a nature check with your alchemical tools uh, proficiency added as well. Okay. And I'm also going to guide myself. Okay. And I get advantage too, right? Yes. Okay. You almost can't lose. Well, you'd be surprised. Uh, I know. Proficiency just adds the plus two, right? Yes, but also add proficiency for your alchemist tools. Oh, so I get plus four. Uh, yes. Okay, so 14 plus six, so dirty 20. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, it takes you maybe an hour to sort of figure out uh, some of the basic components of this potion. Um, and with Helena nudging you in the right direction um, and occasionally correcting something, because she does know the recipe. Um, she's just, like, seeing if you can figure it out. Um, you eventually come away with a very, very light, almost neon green uh, potion in a vial, which has this teeny, like, little seed sitting just suspended inside of it. Oh, hey there, guy. Let's look at that thing. Uh, is this the growth potion? I actually yes. made it. It's, like, real. Yes, it's real. Okay. Um, I gotta type that up. Uh, growth potion. And that's the enlarge effect for... Yep. For D4 four hours. number of hours. Oh, D4 hours. Yes. Okay. Um, and then... I'm going to need to keep a list of the potions that I know, the potion recipes that I know. Uh, okay, so I will... Um, do I have enough time to try to make a healing potion as well? 
Or um, am I kind of running out of daylight at this point? Uh, you're definitely out of daylight at this point. Okay. Then I'll call it good for now. Um, okay. yeah. What's Magda doing? Magda wanted to talk to Helena. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I will say you managed to talk to her before Noah pulled her away. Okay. Uh, where do I find her? You would have found her on the bottom floor as well. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Main hall. <clears throat> uh, so, sorry. Yes. I don't mean to... Uh, hi. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for letting us stay here what? and for getting me out of jail uh, that was nice uh, yeah so what do you know about this Walter guy um, well not that much uh, Desiree asked about him earlier he if we're talking about the same walter um he came around asking almost for a, a collaboration to see if we could work together uh, let me grab my notes here walter um Walter was sort of skulking around the Glacier Watch. Um, he visited Sing Tower maybe a month back, asking for services and also to work with me. But he refused to divulge any details, so I refused him. Um, he... I'm not a woman who works in shady dealings like that. He, he said he was hanging around the Glacier Watch. Yes. What for, Dina? As far as I could tell, I did uh, previously ask the captain. Uh, I was came to him as a concerned citizen about a shady figure. Uh, the captain said that he was a uh, contract worker for the Glacier Watch, so... He was there on business, apparently. Uh, and from what I understand, he's visited a few others of the Rune Towns to speak with Arcanists and Glacier Watch there as well. I know that he had some dealing in Manas. Or not Manas. Um, Turisas. Yes. Uh, because we uh, killed the Glacier Watch captain over there, and uh, he had a letter from him. But you killed a captain of the Glacier Watch. It was sanctioned by the Obsidian Collective. Don't worry, it was. Well, it was look at good. you and who you're involved with. <laughs> but it's true, Ben. I'm not lying. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it was sanctioned by the uh, Lauren Mercenary Company by General Indira, who is supported by the Obsidian. Yeah. Club. Okay. Yeah. Feels like a stretch. Whatever. It, it is, was. but it's technically true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
What did she say? Sorry. <laughs> she said, look at who you're involved with. Surprised I've not heard of you yet. I'm just doing my job, I guess. That's what they all say. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, cool. Well, he was also, uh, <laughs> he was also, um, working with the Blue Shore tribe there. Jasper, his former tribe. That He's... seems like a very strange and explosive mix of allies. It looked as though he was trying to pit them all against each other for some reason. I don't know. I'm glad I said no. Um, yeah. What was he doing with this Blue Shore tribe? Arming them, giving yeah. them in, giving them ideas to go after the Glacier Watch and the other people who lived in that area. I mean, I can't really blame them, though. The Glacier Watch is full of I, human supremacists. I can't blame them either, honestly, but the fact that this man is on both sides does make me concerned as to why he might want that. Hmm. And uh, I'm going to pull out the um, the ledger from the ship. Ah, yes, the manifest. Uh, and I'm going to show it to her. My, um, my dad is trying to find me. And do you need help with that? No, no, I'm actually trying to lose him. Um, but thanks. Uh, what do you mean? Do, do you need, what does that supposed to mean? It means what it means. Do you need help with that? What can you... What do you... Well, it depends on what you're trying to do. You said you're trying not to be found? It's a little bit hinky. It's... Well, that's terribly specific. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I have a rather dry sense of humour. It's okay. Me too. So... If you can call it a sense of humor, I guess. <laughs> so, explain to me what what's happening. I with this mm -hmm. on my face, I don't really feel like uh, explaining it to him. I guess. I'm, I sort of told myself the next time I saw him, I would have that all figured out, so. And then he up and decided to try and find me, so. And how long ago did this start? You said something like six years ago? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have any children of my own, but... I'm certain if one of my Warforged friends went missing for six years, I'd run across the world to find them as well. All right, I didn't bring it up so that 
You can make me feel bad about it, but... I'm whatever. not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just stating facts. You don't want your father to find you. Yet. Yeah. Have you... told him to go home? No, not in so many words, because he wouldn't listen to me. Does he know you're alive? I mean, he knows that I was alive a month ago. Would you care to send him a message? No, I don't. It's not going to do anything, you know. What do you want to send a message then with your weird, like, magic stuff? Sorry, I don't really do magic. Yes, literally so. magic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Sorry. Do you not oh. know any of your own? Not really, no. Hmm. Oh. There's always cantrips to learn. I mean, I'm, I'm doing okay. I kind of, like, lean against, like, one of the tables, like, trying to look tough and cool, but... She just smiles. Like... Anyway, that... It's not even, like, the point that I was trying to bring up. The point is, I saw on the manifest that my dad is on, uh, the, the ship that he's traveling on, mm -hmm. uh, there's a man named Walter. Walter is a rather common name. I, it's suspicious that we're running into someone... With all of this going on, and now there's someone that I'm attached to, that it just seems too conspicuous. It is rather strange that he's the only passenger aboard this ship. Hmm. And he's from Issa, apparently. And... Which is where the Glacial Watch is based. That's rather suspicious. No, you're right. Mm -hmm. And um, the Glacier Watch, I would imagine, would have some way of teleportation, maybe, of transportation. Oh, good lord. I wish they had that kind of money. Then they'd stop imposing so many taxes. Then how would he have gotten all the way up to Amnoblin? Well, if there in are... In that short amount of time. There are incredibly powerful casters in this world. I mean... There's 17 of them that run a worldwide peace alliance, but I, I don't know. There are a number of ways. Uh, it could be that he has access to a private network of teleportation circles, or he can teleport, uh, teleport himself, or he is working with somebody who is doing it for him. Yeah. I guess I was just, that's why I was asking you to see if maybe there's something that you could have given me, which, I don't know. Well, 
I can certainly reach out to... I, I don't know that it's necessarily something I can help you with at this stage, because we don't know much, but... There are seven other arcanists in the Runetown Ring that I happen to work rather closely with. I can see them know anything. We are going to go see uh, Altera in Yes, uh, Alistair. Yeah. He's, um... I... I imagine if this Walter came up from Issa, assuming he's not teleporting all over the place, he's probably been through Manas. Um... What exactly is this uh, Altera like? Do you think that he would assist him? Oh, good lord, no. Not somebody that shady, and certainly not the Glacier Watch. Alistair hates them. Um, the There's a reason the Glacier Watch has so many derogatory terms. The hounds, the mutts, the taxmen, all sorts of interesting nicknames. They are... They have their uses. But it's when they try to extend their reach beyond their purpose that they become a problem. We certainly need them on the line. That is what they are for. But we don't need a continental police force. They're meant to be National Guard, not law enforcement. But anyway, uh, Alistair is... Manaz is a very remote place, even more remote than Ewas or any other of the ruined towns. It is a very insular community that in these past oh, 200 years or so has gotten its own Glacier Watch outpost, which Alistair absolutely did not like. So if this Walter is working with them openly, you can imagine that Alistair showed him the door. Um, unless there's something specific that he could help with, but I highly doubt it. Um, yes. Huh. I, Alistair is a man of the people, not a man of the police. He did mention something shady in a in a letter, a copy of a letter that I received that he might have done in his past. That is true. Um, it's not exactly a secret, but yes, he has a rather checkered uh, early life. Um, he's been around a long time, though, and I think his true colors have shown. Right. As long as maybe he'll have something to say about this guy. I imagine he might or he may know who to speak to uh, in particular. Um, he's... Alistair is... Uh, he's a teacher. He's a person who takes care of his community. So 
if someone is shady of a threat around his people, he's going to know about it and he's going to investigate. So if you bring this up to him, if he doesn't already know something, he will certainly be interested. No. Just makes me a little uncomfortable, especially now since he's so close to someone that I know. Yes. I am not exactly comfortable with that either. Does this Walter know of you? Not as far as I know. I don't... Well, then let's hope it's coincidence. Maybe there's someone else on that ship that he's working with. But I wouldn't trust it to... um, wouldn't trust it to fate. Maybe hmm? if you could send a message. Of course. Don't I don't know if I want you to mention me or not. If you could maybe just Mm, hold on a second. Who's on my That's not right. What are you looking for? I'm looking for the ledger. Hold on, I had it in my notes too. <laughs> I have it on my end too. Um. Uh, second checkup letter. Actually, um, there are some other people traveling on that ship, too, that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, which, okay, so Taylor, out of Joan and Jared, who would be less likely to... Uh, Spill the beans? Yeah. Or, like, um. who would who would, if they heard, like... Hey, it's Magda. Don't tell my dad that I talked to you. Who would be most likely to listen to that? Um, I would say Joan. Um, because Joan is much more. Uh, well, she just doesn't talk as much as Jared does. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a girl named Joan Orozco. Uh, I will describe her to Helena. Um, if you could just tell her that you're a friend of mine, um, and to not tell my dad contacting her and to give us any information that she has on Walter to see if maybe he's done anything suspicious or anything like that. Okay. I imagine that will take me a few messages, but I can probably do that. Do you want... I mean, I can... I have money. I could pay you money. Oh, jeez. You're already doing something for me. Okay. Um... 
she's looking over the manifest, as am I. Jenna Roscoe, Gunner Master Apprentice, Human Female. Oh, Ferdinand Roscoe's daughter? Yeah. Interesting. Why she's there. He's the yes, captain. I see. He, yes, and I see her mother as the gunner master. Interesting. Wow. Family business. <laughs> I I don't know them personally, but I've had uh, interesting things about Captain Ferdinand and the Fifth Horseman. It's rather uh, the Fifth Horseman. The Fifth Horseman, his ship. That's a great name. I know, right? <laughs> He's um, he was rather a, a daredevil in his early years. Used to run um, mildly illegal uh, items for this ridiculous company out in the northern oceans. Which company would that be? You're not here. Which company would that be? Oh God. <laughs> I believe it belongs to Mr. Kit of Volfira. Uh, Kit and Caboodle, it's called. It's been around for about 300 years. That's a pretty ridiculous name. Yes, uh, Master Kit is rather ridiculous himself. I've heard. Yes. (laughs) But I suppose you get to be a little crazy when you have 700 years ahead of you. Um, I think this is enough information that I can manage. Um, and she starts. Know that the craziness had nothing to do with the age. Kit, yep, Kit has just always been that way. (laughs) Yeah, she is. She was born not horribly long after the original Obsidian Day, so no, she doesn't know that that's a Mm -hmm. thing. Um. But uh, she starts drawing runes into the air, um, almost like she's writing with a fountain pen. Um, and uh, she's going to span it over a few messages, but you hear her speak this aloud. She says, uh, Miss Joan Orozco, this is Helena Brom of Ewas in Frosthold. Miss Magdalene would like me to reach out, and she, she will recast as she needs for more words. And let you know that there's a rather shady character aboard your ship, uh, Walter Dine, and we are concerned about him. Is there anything you can tell us about him and uh, perhaps his purpose as he appears to be coming back to Frosthold? And she finishes her message and uh, she waits for a second and listens. And she recasts it and says, continue on. You ran out of words. Hmm. She says that, well, first of all, hello. And that she loves you. Um, And second of all, uh, Walter Dine is a representative of a rather small uh, independent merchant's guild. And he appears to be transporting um, appears to be transporting 
uh, gunpowder and a number of weapons for the Glacier Watch <laughs> from a factory up north. Okay. Uh... Why does he have to do that? Gunpowder and weapons. Did she not? I don't know if you have any more spells left. I do. Okay. Does she know if he seems to be doing something more than that? If there's been some sort of shady business surrounding him? Uh, if she's caught him doing anything strange that may seem out of the ordinary, also don't forget to tell her not to tell my dad. Um, yeah, and she recasts and sort of relays that. Um, and says, well, first of all, she says your father is working himself far too hard. Um... <laughs> She says that Mr. Walter paid a rather large charter fee to get aboard the ship, um, but he has been keeping to himself, uh, mostly in his cabin. He maybe comes out once or twice a day. Doesn't seem to talk to anyone but the captain um, and tends to avoid conversation at meals. Great. Um, tell her keep an eye on him and if there's any way to contact you uh, afterward, if there's any updates, do so and tell oh God. Mm. That's it. Just that's it. Are you sure? I see my... your hesitation. What am I supposed to say? Like, oh, tell my dad to stop. To stop? Like. <laughs> Would you like me to stay in the bed or. Uh, fine. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Man. <laughs> yeah, send him one. Uh, tell him to me and that he, uh, when he gets to the next port, he needs to go back home. So, yeah. She, she raises information first to Joan, and then she recasts um, to Hector and says, Mr. Renley, this is Helena Brom of Eowaz, the Master Arcanist. I have just heard from your daughter, and she would like to let you know that she's alive. And she's asking that you return home. She will come your way when she's ready. And she finishes there. Um... She stops a moment to listen, 
and you see her sort of cross her arms as a little bit of a wave of emotion comes over her. Um, and she sighs and recasts and says, I will be happy to tell her for you. Please be safe. And she ends it there. Um, she looks at you and says, um, he burst into tears. Um, <laughs> just twist the knife. Um, <laughs> and he asked me to tell you that he loves you and he is not turning around. Yeah, I knew it. Mm-hmm. Said he will be in Urus in. Oh, how long would it be? Man, we're all going to be having family reunions with the way this is going. Yeah, I think my parents are going to Urus. No, they're going to Manas. Manas. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, he'll be in Urus in eight months. Eight months? Yes, it takes, it takes it's a long time. It's on the time. other side oh, of the world. He just left Amnobolin? Like yeah. a month ago. Oh, yeah. I thought he was like almost here. No, no um, he uh, he left Amnobolin on like Valder the 14th-ish. Um, wait. wait, how are Chris and Chips going to get to Manaz in like a couple of weeks? Oh yeah, because they've got they've or got, airship. They've got a lot of money. Yeah, they've got a lot of money, or they could come by airship, which is way fucking faster. Man, I just I really I cannot wait to find out what Noah's like fucking like trauma in his backstory is. <laughs> One time <laughs> he didn't horrible. get the thing for Yule that he wanted. Yeah. That's his trauma. <laughs> the thing is, is that Chris and Chips aren't my original parents. Yeah. Because yeah. one year, my real parents got me something I didn't want for Yule. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't Hunky Dory. <laughs> Hunky Dory fixed it. Yeah. Hunky Dory put a fix yeah. in that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, Helena stands there before you. With her, with her arms crossed. Stop. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about the stupid shit that I can make up to go with this. Yeah, that's about how I expected it to go. So, hmm. wonderful. So, he knows I'm alive. And mm-hmm. I have in- inadvertently told him that you're an AWAS. Not that it makes a big difference eight months away. Yeah, I'm not going to be here in eight months, so. Will you be at Oruns in eight months? If all this is fixed, yeah, maybe. Oh, that's a big if. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great. Anything else I can help you with? No. 
No, I... Uh, unless you want to find my... my ex for me. What's his name? Callum Wright. You can't actually know, find him, can you? I think I know that name, actually. You do? And she goes, um, oh, she sort of motions oh. for you to follow her, and she takes you up to her office. Okay. And uh, she starts going through some letters in a drawer um, well, until eventually she... Huh? <laughs> remind me to bring up Wayaf, and she might know her, too. <laughs> I doubt that. Um, she she pulls out one uh, sort of group of letters that are like, uh, for lack of a better word, stapled together. I don't know what's actually holding them together, like a paperclip or something. Binder twine. Binder twine. Um, Duct tape. Yeah, she she flips through it, and you see she comes to a page uh, that is just a list of people and their specialties, essentially. Um, she says, this was an update matter from my old school. I occasionally work with them, sometimes go and give lectures and whatnot. Um, I got this a couple of months ago that a group of people were at the academy uh, picking out students to go on a, a research trip. Uh, it's something the Academy does all the time. And one of the research leads is a, a abjurative specialist named Callum Wright. He is an assistant uh, to the main leader. Does that mean he's a student there in Alphedria? No, he's, he's not. Um, he, they don't... Uh, take students as leaders of these research projects. They typically have uh, they typically have a professor from Angelia Queen's Academy uh, leading the whole thing and then they employ a number of either teachers from other schools or independent uh, researchers and specialists. Uh, and then, of course, people who can protect the group from whatever they're dealing with in case it's dangerous, which an abjurative wizard would be exactly that sort of uh, protector. Um, and it looks like they're going on an excavation uh, in southern Caladras, uh, an old uh, ruins of an old uh, Orthedrian palace that sunk some centuries ago, some millenniums ago now. Okay. So how long ago is that? Is that where he might be uh, now? I received this a couple of months ago and the dig is scheduled for the next well, their part of the dig is scheduled for the next couple of years. Okay. Well, I don't there. know if he'll stay on after this particular research group is done, but it would be very uh, fruitful for him to work in such an environment. Low 
mostly low risk, high reward. Yeah, I bet it would. Okay. Um, yeah. I guess I need to talk to him at some point too, because whatever Lorcan was isn't actually Lorcan, so... Yeah. And you think he would know more? Considering the nonsense he got himself into? I mean, he is the one who summoned him. True. If I can at least figure out what he did or what he was looking into at the time. Not that I want to talk to him, but whatever. I can send a... Um... If you don't want direct contact with him, I can have uh, a, a letter sent by uh, Vodra Post just asking for some information and an inquiry on a past issue. That would actually be wonderful. Then I will write that up for you. Thank you. Um, yeah, um, just thank you if my um dad like contacts you at all again just let me know um yeah thank you i feel like you're very uncomfortable having help you strike me as a person who hasn't had help in a long time There, um, well, everyone that I've ever trusted for help has either abandoned me or I've abandoned them, so it doesn't make me very willing to go out and do it, get more help, I guess. I can understand. I've been alive long enough that I've definitely been in that place. Does it get easier to trust people? I wouldn't say it gets easier, but you learn what to look for ahead of time so that it becomes less of an occurrence. And you will end up surrounding yourself with people who can see things that you cannot, and they will also defend you from people you cannot trust. Just make sure you listen to them. Well, that doesn't really solve the problem of me being one of those people I can't really add. You have a good group around you right now. They will steal you right as best they can. They seem like a good-hearted lot. Yeah, they do. Which is mm. why I don't think I'm particularly good for them. But. Well, every group needs their little pinch of salt. Why do you think... What do you think I am in the group that lives in this tower? <laughs> I don't know. You seem... Pleasant. That's because I'm old and have outgrown my anger. 
mostly. I'm also, I also command the fear of the local law enforcement, so I'm rather confident in myself. Yeah. You'll get there. And if you should need any additional help, it's not a bother if you ask. Just we can share favors back and forth. Right. I'm fine with that. Well, have a good night. And give some more thought to your father. I know I'm not, I don't know the whole story, but a man who chases across the world is one worth a second thought. He's the one making the mistake here. Not me. I don't think so. I'll turn around and I'll leave. And she just smiles to herself and goes back to whatever she's doing until Noah grabs her. Um, but yeah, you guys, uh, after all of you do your little projects and do some writing practice and some potion making and some sulking, um, <laughs> you all retire to uh, rooms within the tower for the night. Um, they are super comfortable, um, full of extra pillows and blankets and anything you could possibly need. Um, Lorcan does take a room as well toward the end of the hall. Um, Jasper ends up staying with Fustrak. Mm. Um, and you have yourself a good long rest. And in the morning, uh, breakfast is served bright and early for you guys. Uh, and Desiree, uh, tromps in in the middle of breakfast because they weren't there at the start to slap a piece of paper down in between Fustrak and Magda. It says, alright, you got a boat out to the island. Don't die. Much Thanks. appreciated. And uh, the, uh, the captain's supposed to like wait for you guys to get done with whatever you're going to do out there. But uh, they may, they warned me, they may, like, set anchor further offshore just so, like, the Vernhawk can't reach him. Just, just letting you know. I suppose that's fair. Yeah. Um, there is a bridge in between the two islands, so it should be pretty easy to get across. Um, assuming the bridge is still there. I don't know, I haven't been there in a while. But, um, yeah. Like I said, don't die. And they... Steal a bagel and walk away. Okay. All right. Well, who's all coming with then? Uh, me. Okay. Reckon I'll be there. Jasper puts his hand up immediately, and uh, Lorcan just quietly raises his. All right. Full boat then. Wonderful. Um. Okay. Mm. As we're oh. as we're sitting at breakfast, I will pull out my bag 
and I'll go in front of everybody and give each one of them a basic healing potion. Uh, and I will also give the growth potion to Fustrak. And Big I'll ball. Be like, be like, okay, so this is a little. Uh, so this potion uh, will make you real big and probably pretty strong. Um, for a little while. So if we get into a, you know, a bad place, this will be a good thing for you to have. Well, uh, I, uh, I really appreciate that. I have the feeling that this will, uh, this will be a whole lot of fun. Uh, it'll make you twice your size. So you'll be pretty big. Oh, Foostruck is just grinning. <laughs> He he is so excited. Foostruck, that's for emergencies. Not just for fun. He's already got the cork off. He's like <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Be uh, responsible. You guys do see responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> um emotions responsibly. You guys do hear uh Tori come tromping up the stairs, this big juggernaut warforged with his massive shoulders, and he's carrying uh, a leather pack like against his chest and he just <laughs> and um he comes up to the table and stops in front of Lorkin and Lorkin's just like Jesus. Uh hi and Tori leans down and offers the pack to him and says for your adventure on the island sir and lets him take the pack and Lorcan's like oh th thanks I um yeah I uh, thank you and Tori uh, then reaches down to they've got like a it honestly on a warforge like this it's more of a saddle bag than like a like any kind of like belt pouches, but they reach into one pouch and drop a bag of what appear to be coins in Lorcan's uh, hand. And Lorcan's just like, oh, I I didn't, you don't need to pay me for that. And Tori just sort of nods and pushes it back into Lorcan's hand, says, the, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Miss Brom appreciates your, addition to her research. And he stands up and tromps away. And Lorcan's just sitting there holding the bags. Just like, okay. What was that? What What exactly did you contribute to her research? Well, I... I realize that if I'm gonna function properly in Naren, I need money. And so I asked her if she'd be willing to buy that iron stone off me oh. and she was and i mentioned that i was going to go shopping this morning and it looks like that person already did it for me um and he flips open the bag and you you see inside um there is a set of studded leather armor um there are several like just travel things like a basic explorer's pack um and uh belted to the side of the pack is a nice looking functional uh rapier 
Um, and then there is a like, uh, there's like a water skin and some rope and a couple other things attached. And Larkin's just looking it all over and like, okay, I, um, I guess I travel now. Uh, guess so. Yeah. Um, and he like starts putting it away and like putting some things on and um, he also finds like a few changes of clothes in there and he he did get a change of clothes the previous night um, from uh, Helena had some extra things like laying around that he could wear but he goes off and like gets properly dressed and when he comes back he's wearing a sort of standard like long uh summer tunic that is uh well summer and frost hold which means it's still long sleeved but it's a thinner material um in sort of uh deep muted green uh dark trousers knee-high boots uh and he has a cloak in there but he's also got his like leather armor um he also overnight uh he ended up shaving his head to get rid of all the like mangled and blood soaked hair. Mm. Um, and so he is smooth, smooth shaven. Uh, his ears have been checked out a little bit more. So they're, they're a little bit cleaner. Um, and his hand is currently in a temporary, not a cast, but just like extra protective bandages as Jasper continues to work on it. Um, and as he comes out, he's like belting the rapier to his waist and looks at all of you. Says, well, um, I'll be downstairs. Uh, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Um, what about you all? Yeah, we can go. Let's go. You all head down and uh, Jasper follows alongside. Uh, Desiree uh, walks with you guys as far as the door, and you see uh, Helena, who did not join you for breakfast. Um, she, excuse me, uh, she is outside, um, and you see her speaking to a small group of people who look like they were working around the garden, and she's just talking to some of them and like handing out a few like what looks like bags of seeds for like later harvest stuff. Um, and as you guys come out, uh, she looks over and says, well, I suppose today's the day then. Um, I, uh, I mean, I can only say this so many times, please be careful and please try not to kill the Vontiata. But We will do our best. What I need is information, not dead things. I, I will warn you that while it is a clear day today, um, you may experience some bad weather tomorrow. Um, just be mindful. It shouldn't be too bad out on the lake, but the lake is big enough that you can get some sizable waves. Um, and do your best not to damage any flora it tends to um, enrage the local fauna. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Anything else I can 
offer, answer before you go? I, you know, do you have any more like a mildly threatening things to tell us? Like that might. <laughs> well, <Right. laughs> well, avoid stepping in holes because they aren't just rabbit holes. Um, try not to get caught up by roots and things. Uh, I don't know. Just, just be, be quiet and be careful, mm. and expect that everything is a threat. Uh, I feel like this is just like the D and D equivalent of Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a cold Australia. Yeah, yeah. Everything just, wants you dead. <laughs> yes, just just assume everything is a threat, and that everything is wildly more powerful than it looks, and you should be fine. Oh, great. Well, okay. Uh, to everybody, make sure you write down your health potions. Um, and uh, I, guess, I, mean, I guess we'll go. I've died once. What's the worst that could happen? You, you die, die again. Die again? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and the first time was not pleasant, so... Yeah, and this time we don't have a phoenix, so... Yeah. 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 All right. Let's go. And we're walking. You guys set off. Into the unknown. And, uh, um, you set off toward the, the docks beyond the Sing Tower. And you, uh, just for the sake of brevity, since we're coming up on the end of the stream, uh, you come up on uh, a rather large fishing boat, so it'll be comfortable room for all of you. Uh, it is captained by a an older dwarven uh, woman who is just waiting at the helm for you guys. She was told to uh, wait for you here. Um, she doesn't really talk much, um, but as you uh, as you board, she's sort of looking over all of you, and she takes in some of the weirder people in this group, especially the Minotaur and the Kobold. Um, what? No, it's just, it's Noah and I are just like... Yeah. It doesn't look like she has any problem with them. It just looks like she doesn't see them often. Mm. Um, she's very much a, I'm getting paid so I don't care what you look like kind of person. That's uh, but... As you all get aboard, uh, she comes over and, without a word to you guys, just pulls up the gangplank and uh, pulls in the anchor by herself and just drops it on the deck yeah. and goes up to the goes up to the wheel and just shoves off. Um, okay. And Jasper is terrified because <laughs> he's never sailed before. Uh, oh, yeah. But uh, you guys head out into Lake Sing and toward Rolliger and uh, what was the other one? Vern Isle. And now I have to figure out how the fuck to get Coop in next session. Yeah, because we're going to be on... <laughs> I've got an he idea. could already be idea. there. That's, that's the idea. He could be a um, teleports. He could be a stowaway. Ah, I've got a few ideas. Um, but it'll be good. It'll be good. 
Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a little early, but we'll we'll uh, we'll end with the with the description, shall we? Uh. Um, the journey out to the Isles doesn't take terribly long. There's good wind today, um, but as you get closer to these islands, I'll actually bring up the the continental map so you uh, can kind of see them there. Noah is standing at the bow of the ship and he's just like, oh yeah, that breeze is real nice today. <laughs> uh, That's it. That's all I got. Do 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 do. Just Midwesterning. Uh, you guys are headed toward the uh, Vern Isle, which is the larger one to the west. You can kind of see it on the world map. Uh, out in Lake Sing next to Aowaz. Um The Vern Isle is wildly different from surrounding land in that you can see even from this distance, the trees are fucking huge. Um, the isle itself would probably take somewhere among three, four days to walk across it just the Vern Isle, whereas the Rolliger is like maybe one and a half. Uh, the boat trip is going to take you guys most of this day to get there. So you'll be camping on the island in the evening. Um, but one of the first things you see as you start to approach Vern Isle in the evening, um, as the sun is sort of not hitting the horizon yet, but within an hour or so of hitting the horizon, um, you can see that in between these massive trees along the uh, along the beach where the dunes rise out, um, you can see animals just sort of freely wandering through there, but they're big. They are huge. Um, you can't tell how big they are from this distance because <laughs> the trees are also so big, but you can start to guess that like the deer might be twice the size um oh and the uh you see birds around this island other than your average running the mill seagulls uh you see rather large uh what appear to be like eagles there are some uh like water birds around here as well but they're also big there's yeah, also a lot of herons and Things that look almost like spoonbills, if you know what they look like. Those big, big ass, terrifying, but very sweet birds. Um, Are you talking about spoonbills or shoebills? Spoonbills. Oh, okay. Wait, no, shoebills. Yeah, yeah. shoebills are fucking horrifying. They are, and but they they're make sweet. a terrible noise. Yes, they do. They sound like gunfire. Uh, uh. Yeah, I feel like they sound like demonic, the way they can kind of clack their beak together and make it like that yeah. deep sound. But apparently they're incredibly friendly to humans. That's weird. So that's fun. That's um, yeah, they clack their beak together and it sounds like an AK-47. Um, but anyway. Yeah, it's fucking scary. Uh, but anyway, uh, you guys approach the island and see this megaflora and megafauna on the horizon. And... You see uh, on the beach, there are remnants of an old camp. Um, maybe maybe like a week ago was the last time the, the fire pit was lit, but it's still there. 
Um, and you see the remnants of a collapsed tent sitting there as well. Uh-oh. Yeah. And about, well, maybe like a football field away from the actual shore, the dwarven woman drops anchor and she kicks a rowboat over the side of the uh, small sailing ship, points at it and says, I ain't going out there. Great customer service. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh... (laughs) Yep. And yeah. uh, we'll we'll end there for tonight. And then we then we boat. Yeah, it might take you guys a couple trips, considering how big Fustrak oh, is. We're just gonna let Magda row. Okay. <laughs> we're not getting it anywhere. Then my strength is zero. Mine is negative one, so it's definitely not me. <laughs> uh, mine is five. There we go. So what'll probably happen is Fustrak will take two by two. Yeah. Mm. Be fine. Yeah. gets us to shore with just one, like, yeah, if the yeah. boat starts planing, yeah, <laughs> the shot put us, <laughs> yeah, that might work with Jasper and maybe Lorkin. Lorkin's pretty slim, um, but anyway, yeah, that's that's uh, ooh, I can't wait to get in the next session already. It's gonna be fights, 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 the island of the giants. I'm so ready to fight, yes. You're you're almost definitely gonna. Um, I don't see how. I I cannot wait for that potion of growth because I'm one hundred percent. Oh my god! You'll be able to be a giant like all of them. Yeah. Oh, Jasper's extra tiny. Fourteen feet tall. Yeah, (laughs) Jasper's extra tiny here. Yeah. Yeah. So the. I looked up the potion, and you grow. What was it? You said. Think you, the target you size doubles. A medium to a large. Yeah, you double <laughs> size in all dimensions, and your weight is multiplied by eight. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. So you'll go. Are you a medium creature or a large creature? Medium. Okay, then you'll be a large creature after this. Yeah, but I'm also almost seven feet tall. So. Yeah, and you'll also yeah. get advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws, and your target's weapons also grow to match its new size, which gives you an extra deep <laughs> <of heart. laughs> The head of that mall is going to be the size of Jasper. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so you will become a little bit bigger than well no you'll be a little bit smaller than a stone giant and you'll be a large size creature wait let me check the giant sizes uh yeah stone giants are the well hill giants are the smallest ones but hill giants are also beefy um i i cannot tell you how tempted i was to go fighter rune knight because with that you can put a rune on your weapon that lets you increase that lets you cast enlarge on yourself like twice a day enlarge (laughs) that would be cool um but yeah well Oh gosh, we're gonna figure out what uh, we're gonna figure out what Coop's like closing stuff is gonna be because I don't know if he advertises anything. Um, but anyway, 
Uh, thanks, y'all, for joining us for the Lauren Adventuring Company. You can find us on Twitter at, at Lauren ADV Co. And uh, links, of course, to everything are down in the Twitch description. will be attached to the VOD and uh, any podcasts as well. Check out our Redbubble shop where we've got a few fun designs like the logo. I've got one, too. Yeah, yeah it's big. Me, too. Yeah. Mine's um, on my computer, which I can't show you. I, it's on my computer. <laughs> I also recently got the the Phoenix. Oh, it's hard to see with the oh. glare. Phoenix Ooh. one. Um. And uh, yeah. Did I get any others? I put up all my postcards. Um. Oh, you put the one I gave you up. Yeah. My fucking sunshine. <laughs> um. Yeah. I also just got uh, a sticker that says emotionally attached to fictional characters for my laptop because, duh. Yeah. But, um, yeah, find us on, on uh, Redbubble, uh, Twitter. Uh, if you don't follow us on YouTube yet, please go do that. Link will also be below because more subscribers means more people will see us. And a lot of people can't watch when the Twitch stream is up. So watch there. Because it's the yeah. same thing, just like a week later. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ash, tell us what you're up to. Hello. I'm up Hi. to this, but when I'm not, I am doing other stuff. Uh, <laughs> you can find me. You can find me at Astrid K. Writes on pretty much everything. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, mostly Twitter. Um, or you can find me on my website, astronight.com. Uh, I'm also on Amazon and Goodreads. So if you want to follow me there, you can do that. Because I have a short story coming out in an anthology called In the Wake of the Kraken, Tales from the Year Between, Volume 3, on August 31st. So if you want to see a cool pirate story from me in that anthology... Buy it. It's, it's pretty good. damn great. Um, a bunch wow. of other cool people are there too. Uh, our friend Jamie, friend of the show, is, has a story in that, and a bunch of other cool people. Um, wow. Yeah. All right. This week was good. What about perception check? Oh, yeah, I'm writing a book. It's called Perception Check. It's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> you know, your main thing. Then, yeah, but it's also the main source of my uh, misery right now, so. Is it? Or are you the main source of your misery? All right, we're not going to get into that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Ash is writing a D and D esque book called yeah. Perception Check that's full of really relatable, funny, realistic characters who have a lot of awesome moments together, a lot of great dialogue. Uh, they're believable. They have problems. They have shit that they have to work and talk through. They're great. Um, but yeah. I don't know why you let me do this. You should just do it for me. <laughs> because it's your thing. Anyway, uh, Blake. Oh, I get to go next. Okay. 
get? Uh, I'm Blake R. Wolf. You can find me at BlakeRWolf.com. B-L-A-K-E-R-W-O-L-F-E. Uh, you can find me under that name on all the socials. Um, I write fantasy books, I guess. Uh, and... I just released book four of the fantasy series last month, and I almost have book five finished. So it should be out sometime next month. And then I've got a couple more books coming. I've got one that I'm really excited about, actually. I'm working on an Arthurian-style epic fantasy from the perspective of a cow. I'm so excited about um, that. A very lewd Arthurian yeah. fantasy. No, it's very contemporary. I'm not going to lie. Um, so yeah. it's kind of one of those things where a cow gets the gets Excalibur basically, and uh, it's uh, he doesn't want it. Um, but you can't choose when you're the chosen one. So uh, that's it's a story, and it's uh, I think the working title is the Quest for Calmelot. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then I've got plans for another fantasy trilogy and possibly a lit RPG trilogy as well. So we'll see how that goes. Zach. Hi, I'm Zach. Um, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Zachary G. Author. Um, I primarily write horror stories. Uh, I am currently working on a short story collection um that should be coming out next year i'm planning on and uh, i have recently submitted to join a short story anthology and so hopefully that will be happening um, um beyond that um some of these stickers that are on display behind taylor uh, are made by my wife in her Etsy shop, which is currently on a short hiatus because, as you can tell from my background, we just moved. Um, so, shit be crazy over here. Um, but her Etsy shop is Leany Draws. That's L-E-N-I-E -E Draws. Uh, she makes lots of cool shit, and she's possibly going to be helping make some cool shit for us soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's me. I like how as soon as we stop playing, all of our charisma checks just fucking go out the window. Yeah, like, we're just all like, of our charisma scores. I thought you guys have done really good this time, actually, like better than usual. I remembered my own Twitter handle this time. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, the first time you were like, you can find me on Twitter at, and I'm like, Zachary G. Author, and you're like, yeah, that that. Um, yep. Anyway, everybody get ready. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'm Taylor Wallace. You can find me on Twitter at T-A-I-Y-L-O-R-W-A-L-L-A-C-E. <laughs> Make sure you misspell it or you never find me. Um, I, well, most of my life right now is D&D, &D, but uh, I do occasionally write things, uh, but primarily I'm an editor. You can find me at saunderediting.com, S-O-N-D-E-R, editing.com. Um, I have done a lot of editing for Blake. In fact, I think I'm your only editor. So um, <laughs> oh, well, that's a threat. Oh, no, right. that's not what I meant. Um, <laughs> no, that's wow. a problem. Blake, wow. you better shape up. <laughs> Better shape oh. up, pal. Um, 
Um, and I will hopefully. If I need an editor. editing for these idiots too. Um, we'll see what happens if they ever finish anything. Um, Whoa, damn. Shade, but it's oh, true. <laughs> no, perception check has come a long way. I'm excited about it. Um, it's great. Shut up. Um, <laughs> you said it was your you face. You didn't have to. Your face said words. Um, but yeah, uh, if you are in need of an editor who will not charge you, um, what's a good example? I'm running a out. A lot of money. That's boring. <laughs> oh, man. Um, who will not charge you the left quadrant of your soul, uh, top left quadrant of your soul, soul rather. Uh, oh, that's a good up. quadrant. Yeah, yeah, right? That's where I keep all my happy juice. It's next to the, the heart quadrant. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think that's it. I don't have nearly as much to say because I never finish anything. I have been looking at lit RPG stuff as well, but I suck at finishing projects. So we'll see what happens. Eventually I will write a book someday. But anyway, until then, D&D is my life. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, we are starting a half hour later next week because some peeps got some shit to do. So 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, oh, I should probably plug that, shouldn't I? What? I'm going oh, yeah, to be on a... Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. reason that we're starting late is because I'm going to be on a panel on the uh, YouTube channel Raul Reads. Uh, you can find him on Twitter uh, and he has a... It, Twitter, and uh, he has a YouTube channel where he does a bunch of cool uh, book-related booktube stuff. Um, I'm going to be on a panel uh, of women in adventure and fantasy uh, with my pals Jamie Bean and R. Corton. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool. They're great people. They're all, like, all of them are... And I'm going to be on it, too, so that's going to be... <laughs> um, <laughs> I forget what time it is. It's going to be at 3 p.m. Eastern time. So I think that's 2 p.m. Central. Central. Yeah. Uh, one Mountain and Noon Pacific. Yeah. It, he's in Central, so that's why I had to, like, calculate it in my brain. Backwards. So good job. Uh, yeah. So uh, do that, and then uh, pop on over here at 530 and watch us. Yeah. Woo. All Yay. right. Uh, but yes, we, we'll be starting at 530, uh, one time only. And maybe, not super sure, but most likely going to have our second Zach join us. Yeah. It's going to be uh, so, so from, fun to try to fit five people into this tiny box. I know, but, right? No. Have fun, Stream Master. Yeah. But uh, we'll be introducing another character with a connection to the Fae. Yep. And <laughs> additional, additional mysteries. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how he ended up on the megafauna island. I sure hope he <laughs> stayed through the end of this episode because I need to talk to him. Yes, <laughs> you do. I've got some ideas that'll make sense, but that's why I threw in the campsite was just in case I want to use that. Yeah. Oh. Um. 
but yeah, we'll uh, see you guys next Saturday. And uh, look out for... Go away, Corey. Uh, look out for uh, <sighs> the VOD and podcasts on Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yo, Take yeah. us out. Okay. Yeah. Let's get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. See you guys later. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.